This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover marshall dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 35 i'm your host eagle i'm Knox, and uh everybody give a welcome back to mellow this week thanks for joining us man <laughs> thanks for having me thanks for having me yes. awesome awesome and as always we would ask you to take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts online communities where you can uh, come hang out with us like discord places where you can uh, listen to the podcast wherever you prefer also ways to support the podcast through looking at our online shop or checking out our patreon and yeah. with all that said what a fantastic weekend jump. No Dr. Stone? What the fuck? No Dr. Stone, but JJK Greatness is back. We got Jujutsu back, okay? Mm. My babies come home. <laughs> oh. It feels like longer than a month, man. For real. Yeah. For real. Surprising. Surprising. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like we keep tabs on it so quick, so much that, yeah. like, it does feel like a long passage of time. Yeah, for real. Especially when we're reviewing everything else every week and like constantly rem remembering that it's like not here yeah, while we talk about everything it. else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. But we back in full effect now. And I feel like Dr. Stone is like never on break. Never. Like, I wonder what's going on. It doesn't with feel that, like yeah. it. Um, it. It's a chapter of all spreads. Ooh. Every single one. Ooh, that's a chapter. Vicious. There's gonna be two pages at the beginning, two pages at the end. Everything else spreads. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that'd, that'd be vicious. Yeah, Montage be... time, baby. Well, For real. I think we should just jump right into this nice ass chapter, Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Chapter one fifty three, Underground Fight Club. Yes. And uh, we jumped right back into the tens and stuff. It kind of was a little off-putting for me at the beginning. Just because yeah, like, we left <laughs> off on the Maki. Yeah. And then, like, started right away with the tens and stuff. But yeah. you know, I think that kind of lends to a little bit of what we were talking about in the last Jujutsu Kaisen review, you know, right. a month back. Where mm -hmm. they were, you know, Gege was going to try and bridge the gap um, for pacing in, a, in a, kind of some weird ways where they just explained all of the events of that Maki shit mm -hmm. in a dialogue panel kind of yeah because <laughs> of because of the time or whatever that was like needed yeah. for the chapter and then gege going into like surgery or whatever it was so yeah wrapped up the maki stuff super quick and then coming right back to tenzin right i forgot he was a character <laughs> yeah i was like who the fuck is this looking motherfucker looking <laughs> back like he's to the a plot one of those motherfucking thumb minions from spy kids yeah. too or whatever <laughs> yeah 
All of those jokes yeah. were fucking hilarious, but... Do you think God hides in heaven in fear of his creation? <laughs> <laughs> no way! Is that a quote from Spy Kids? Yes! Is that yeah. fucking Buscemi, Sylvester baby. Stallone, isn't it? Oh. It's Steve Buscemi! Oh Steve no, Buscemi. but I know Stallone's in the one with the thumbs, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Spy Kids had so much star power, it wasn't... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wild. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay, so this chapter's cool. Um, the dialogue, uh, well, it's cool that we're going into a fight club, like, right away. Like, that's yeah. fucking sick. Mm -hmm. But then, like, when you, when it's talking about when Tenzin, uh, or Tengen, rather, is uh, is explaining the, um, what uh, Hakari is kind of, like, doing, and he's, uh, it's like hand-to-hand -hand combat between sorcerers, and then Megumi's like, doesn't that clearly violate Article 8 in the Jujutsu regulations regarding sorcery? And I know that it's been a while, or whatever, and uh, I'm just about due for a reread, but have we, do you guys remember if they've ever specifically brought up jujutsu regulations and articles and like rules from any kind of like book? Maybe, maybe Ijichi like offhandedly like mentions things I in think, the beginning, but. Yeah. I think I the think young guy was just like. Mentions it at yeah. Least mm -hmm. yeah he, when he's like, oh, we need to set up a veil so that, you know, normal people don't witness this. We're. Right. You know, we get subsidies from the governments so mm -hmm. that this does not explode. Yeah. Um, and pretty much everything else is just like, okay, there's the council and, yeah. you know, there's votes and... Yeah, we know, we like, all, like, that kind of stuff. Orders. That's uh, about it. Yeah, we know, yeah, like, that's about it, though, right? I don't remember anyone specifically, <laughs> like, pulling out a book and, like, referencing, like, a line, you know, an article in a line or whatever, you know? So, like, that's cool, though. You know, I like it. It seems real, like yeah. annoying bureaucracy. That right. those are the small touches that I like. That's just like ah, right. yes. Yeah. yeah, and the Fight Club still works inside of the the secrecy guideline because uh, they don't use curse techniques in the Fight Club. So it all mm -hmm. it all makes sense, baby. And something I love about this chapter is just like this extra serious vibe we're getting from Megumi. Like this the ain't the same Megumi. This ain't the same Megumi. Like, the entire chapter, we're getting this super serious, like, I'm about the business vibe from Megumi. Like, yeah. nothing mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get this mission done because we Boys got nine up. fucking days before my sister's got to enter into this shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great point. And then that panel on, like, the top of four where the dude swings at him and he just, like, doesn't flinch and he just, like, stares at bro. That yeah. expression on Megumi, I was like, oh, no, this is a different Megumi. Oh, yeah, this is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's I feel like inside of, it's inside of um it's inside of Yuji and Bagumi. You know what I mean? Like the, the Gege is showing like growth from Shibuya, you know, in more ways than just we're edgy sad boys now. You know what I mean? Like Yuji, yeah. Yuji, you know, like they had their they had their moments like directly coming out of Shibuya where Yuji was down on himself, and then you know we know how the storytelling goes from that point on. But then seeing like the subtle differences in like growth, you know, coming out of previous arcs, Yuji, you know, doesn't isn't so quick to just blurt shit out and be an idiot anymore. Like, you, yeah. you get that fucking panel where... He's not as, like, jovial, where... Yeah. Like, Megumi's a lot more serious. He was always a little more serious, but now he's much more serious. Where mm -hmm. Yuji, instead of being jovial, he's mm -hmm. now almost just... He doesn't feel very serious to me, but more just... Fluid. He, he thinks oh, a little fluid. bit more. Yeah, fluid. yeah. He thinks yeah. a little bit more before he does shit, you know what I mean? Like, on page five, he's like, oh, I get it. If we simply ask to meet Hikari... You know, or if we simply asked to meet him, Hakari would be on guard and we're not supposed to know his name. So zip, you know what I mean? Like I can see that panel there and I don't really have a really strong example of another time where he's like spoken out of turn and revealed some shit before, you know, people were supposed to know. But like I could totally see him 
like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to see Hakari, you know, or it's like some shit. And it's like, yo, like on some Luffy shit, you know yo. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yo, shut up, shut up. Yeah, no, I yeah. love I love that he's not just a muscle head this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that he didn't react. I like, because, like, I love Megumi's sharpness in this chapter. Right. I love how he's just got his edge. And then Yuji does, isn't, like, reactionary either. Right. He's like, I'm assessing. I'm going to react when I need to react. Because when that guy came in for that swing, neither of them reacted. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. even if you would have connected, we would have beat the shit out of that motherfucker. Yeah. So go ahead and hit us. You know what I mean? And Yuji's fast as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. Like, uh. Even Megumi says it. He's like, what's up, what's up, man? Are you going to come? Are you going to, like, comply with my request? Or do I need to fucking lay you flat in front of the bookie? <laughs> like, but I, I do like that where right he's now. like, you're not in charge here. I'm acknowledging the real person in charge here. It's the mm -hmm. bookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bookie. <laughs> no, because I love this. I love the way he talked his way through this encounter. Right. Like, right. that is prime bluffing negotiating the haggling uh by like i like that megumi was just like oh yeah this is my plan i'm gonna hold off and he's like i'm gonna talk the most shit yeah and so we'll that it's all lies on me one. yeah it's yeah. all it's all lies on me they think i'm the leader even though yuji's about to go in here and beat everybody that fights yes. yeah you know what i mean oh, like yeah. he's yeah so good he plays yeah. on expectations he's he knows how those people are gonna react right and yeah. he's just like okay well, what about your friend? And he's like, oh, no, it's got to be me. Please yeah, yeah. send me in there. Not yeah. not this barbarian of a young lad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just, and I love how I love how on page, on page eight, it like kind of like reminds us that, um, you know, shit is, is crazy after Shibuya still. You know what I mean? And not that there wouldn't be, you know, cursed, um, not that there wouldn't be curses you know, or cursed spirits running around, even, you know, if Shibuya didn't happen. But like seeing that panel on page eight, where it's like, it took longer than I thought to get this far, hoofing it where transportation is still running, stopping along the way to beat down cursed spirits. It's like, oh yeah, there's cursed spirits running around like crazy right now, like in the streets and shit still, like, I'm pretty sure. And it's like, I kind of forgot yeah. about like the post Shibuya landscape a little bit because we got a lot of like exposition and world building inside of the Tengen stuff. And then it obviously goes right into the Zenin clan stuff. And like, we haven't seen ground level of like Tokyo, you know, or, J or or anywhere in Japan, you know, like a whole lot since the Tengen stuff kind yeah. of started. So it, it was cool to get like a little one panel that kind of reminded me of like the state of things or the landscape. What if when we uh, what if when we go back to somewhere we can see, you know, like a widespread, you know, part of Tokyo or something? What if it's just like a Berserk-esque like hellscape of fucking oh cursed spirits and shit it's like people getting mauled i think it's relatively um you know reined in I, I know that we're only seeing like rich non-sorcerers that come to these like fight clubs you know and like the people involved in them so like even if it was a hellscape outside these people would probably <laughs> still be safe to some degree because they have money you know what i mean but um i, I want to say that they've kind of reined it in since shibuya yeah. and that like it's not you know just apostles running around eating people you know like it, <laughs> i i i, <laughs> I want to say that but like we don't well, know i feel I like i don't remember yeah, 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 yeah i feel like i don't remember i do kind of want like a bird's eye view you know or or just like you know a couple pages dedicated to like how regular people are kind of still dealing with the post shibuya landscape but I feel like it's going to be a slow boil. Mm -hmm. um, like if Japan is the pot, all the people are the frogs and sure. the water is going to slowly get hot. So mm -hmm. I don't imagine it's going to be like super crazy, yeah. but like, like 
people are like, hey, don't go out at night. There's been some weird serial killings. It just seems like people just missing straight up, missing their heads. And it's, <laughs> it's this one creature that just only pops out at night and yeah. like catches people at street lamps or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we found five bodies lamp. headless by a street lamp. Like, got, gotta watch out. <laughs> and like, for like the regular degular people, yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, you just watch out. There's some weird shit going on. Yeah, stay indoors. Yeah, it's like yeah, go out in pairs, that kind of thing. That is a good point, yeah, because they can't even see what's happening with the ghost no. spirits. Like they just like find the, bodies. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Like the point that this guy makes in the chapter, he's like, no cursed energy because no, they can't see can't it anyway. It. Yeah, so, so that'd be boring. That they can't see like people right. just getting smacked by invisible shit. Like, or that. they're just standing there, you know, for like five minutes at a time, not fighting because like their, their abilities are, are like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're going hard, bro. But oh. uh, yeah, especially about the curse spirits running around. Like normal people can't even see what's happening. They just see people getting like yocked on. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and people... I feel like mm -hmm. it's ahead. like the day the daytime thing. Like I mm -hmm. feel like it's like uh, curse spirits are stronger when there's tension. And sure. like even though we live in a world of light, manufactured light, night is still scary. That's right. You know, so I think that those those uh, cursed spirits will definitely be like a little more potent, a little more active. Yeah, night. I like that. I mean, um, shit, I'm <laughs> low key like super black darkness. I get a little freaked out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'll skirt inside real quick on them. Yeah, it's not like I think a monster's gonna pop out, but it's just you just don't know what's like ten feet in front of you. Fear of yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as like, am I gonna get mugged? Yeah, you know, I'm like, caught, I'm, like I'm walking home 3 a.m. Yeah. Truck slowly drives past me, and I'm like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, even if you live in more rural areas, you got to worry yeah, about like yeah, wild I animals mean, that might be trying to take advantage of the nighttime so that they can mm -hmm. run up on, you know, a human that like wandered a little bit too far into their territory or something like that. There's all kinds of uncertainty and darkness that, you know, is, um, makes sense to be you know afraid of even though we like you said mellow are living in a world of manufactured light artificial light you know and shit like that but yeah but yeah people were asking um i saw people asking on twitter like where hikari was during shibuya and it's like because we because chilling. We're yeah we're chilling and it's like why, why would he why would he be there you know what i mean like why just yeah. be, like like yes he's associated with the jujutsu high school and yes he's wildly powerful and we keep getting hints at his capabilities because Yuta says he's just about as strong as me. I believe he was included in the group of, you know, um, young sorcerers that Gojo mentioned way earlier in the series about mm -hmm. people who would eventually surpass him. So Hikari has had a decent amount of hype kind of tied to his name the whole time. So I think that's why people were like, where the fuck was this motherfucker during Shibuya? And it's like, well, one, he was, he was like suspended, dude. Yeah. He's like, fuck the Jujutsu like world, bro. Like I'm about to get my money over here. Whatever's happening over in Shibuya. Like, you know, too bad. Like, it, it was cool to suspend one of the strongest people you had back when you had Gojo. You know what I mean? But, like, now look at you. Gojo's gone, and you want to suspend one of the only sorcerers that you guys really have inside of your, like, you know, understaffed, like, situation that you've been talking about, mm -hmm. like, the entire series. Like, that's what you get, bro. I'm over here getting my bread. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Fuck off. And it's not yeah. like he got paid to show up like Mei Mei did. Right. Either. Right. So it's but we like... know he's about his bread, so they could have... Yeah, no, I don't even think they would have um, reached out to him with a money proposal because they're fucking douchebags and he's suspended. He's like, well, we don't want him. He's on, you know, he's on leave. But you'd think that they'd be like, hey, man, it's a different situation now, bro. And at the same time, like all the Shibuya stuff happened in like a really short amount of time, too. So who knows? Like, 
after Gildred was sealed, yeah, would they have been able to like even get in contact with him and make him an offer, you know, while all the chaos was going on? So yeah, it just doesn't make sense that Hikari would be there. So I just wanted to throw yeah. that. I just wanted to have that conversation because mm. I think that's totally and, valid because like the Jujutsu Society, like yeah. they probably even if they had the ability to contact him, they wouldn't because. Right. In a time of crisis, they, the monolith, the bureaucracy, would need a show of strength, and that would not be it. Mm, sure. Be, that would be admitting, oh, we made mistakes, and we've undercut ourselves, and we've shaved ourselves so thin, we're a brittle spear. Yeah. You know? That's a really like, good that, point. It, it wouldn't look good for them. And right. it would give Hikari a huge, huge bargaining position. And wow. it's like, yeah, no, they're not going to call him in, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, man. Um, I like that Yuji's reaction to this um, on page nine, mm -hmm. where he's just like, oh, you want me to put on a show? Okay, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. And he's just like, he's not like super cocky. He's just yeah. like very kind of matter of fact, very um, confident, placid. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah like that's placid a, yeah, that's and confident. Good. Like he's just cool. Well, I just, I was going to go back to this conversation as well and just further lending to what you kind of mentioned earlier, Melo, about yuji's you know growth here mm -hmm. that we're seeing in this chapter mm -hmm. he's just kind of subtly conversing with this dude kind of getting him to give him more and more information like oh you know so what's the boss like and yeah then he's like well you know he fixes some of the fights you know some of the fights he they're just no holds barred and he's like right. oh so it's kind of all about the show you better show you put on yeah better you, the higher position you get like on some wwe shit yeah and that's that's when it goes into that moment mellow mentioned where he's like that i yeah. got this shit. yeah and his confidence is going to come from the fact that it's like man if it's not kenjaku sakuna or whatever the threats that we just came out of in shibuya i have literally no reason to fear anything about this situation because i mean besides Sakari, who's going to check me in here if i do anything you know what i mean like no one's beating me in this tournament if it's hand to hand especially and there's no curse techniques allowed yeah. i don't even got one of them shits anyway <laughs> you right. know what i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's like he's like i just went toe to toe with awakened mahito i don't give a shit yeah 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 mahito like sakuna like kenjaku like those are like I mean, all how threats many fingers that we'll is our have. boy at anyway he's at 15 15 jesus or, i think yeah i'd have to double check it's been a while but i'm pretty sure yeah, we're at 15 at, right I'm now pretty sure he's at 15 yeah yeah, oh, yeah that's like so he's good though no, a he's, problem he's, yeah he's peaking and he's starting yeah. to peak yeah. um, another thing is like for him being at 15 we haven't seen the Sakuna mouth. We haven't seen any of Sakuna yet. Yeah, I feel like all. this. I feel like all of the mouths and shit. Like He's I feel like I haven't seen this for in. a while. Yeah, I feel like he's and, uh, and and you'd think that you'd see him a little bit more now that he has a little bit more you know fingers in him. You'd see a little bit more of Sakuna's influence coming out, like whenever to like yeah. talk shit or whatever. But I mean, yeah, he seems to be settled right in with this new power. I so think. Um sakuna's chilling just yeah. because he's like yeah i had my fun oh sure. i decimated like, so ooh, much ooh, like he devastated ooh, city ooh, blocks ooh. Yeah, yeah right like he had his fun and yeah. he's like all right cool i'm gonna chill i can't make my host too wary of me right that's fine you know mm -hmm. i need to go out there um speaking of mouths i love that uh yuji's scar on the left side of his face yeah uh still is there. still there for mahito where and he his just forehead. tore off a piece of his chick yeah i yeah. love that they're keeping all that stuff yeah hell yeah yeah that's dope mm. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that it's cool to see that um that panda he's fighting panda yes yeah and also like when i saw panda here i was like okay wait a minute and like i thought about it and i was like oh this is cool because now we know that like other people that didn't go to tengen's 
you know, um, or maybe Panda just got the information from someone else. But I, mm -hmm. when I saw Panda here, I was like, okay, so like multiple groups had the exact same idea of what to do next. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what I, um, because Panda wasn't involved in like anything. And that's why Yuji's like surprised to see him almost like at first, you know what I mean? He's like, what the fuck's Panda doing here? He's like, oh, okay, we're all trying to do the same thing. It's kind of like how I took that. And that's cool. Because you don't yeah. need you don't need exposition for that. As soon as you see Panda, it's like, oh, surprise, they start fighting and then you get everything you need like while they're throwing hands with each other. And it's like you could fill in all the gaps in between the lines, yeah. you know, and their conversation is just what you need. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's tight. Hell yeah. Hmm. And then, yeah, I do like that, you know, what you mentioned about how they're just casually conversing during the fight. Like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, this is what I'm up to. Oh, so you're on the same shit? All right, bet. Well, you know what to do then. I'm a known factor. I'm, yeah. I'm useless here. But hey, get in there, kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got this. They don't know you're. They don't know you're with the school, right? And he's like, yeah, no. And he's like, all right, perfect. Knock me out then and go meet Hikari. You know what this I mean? This is animal yeah. cruelty. <laughs> yeah, I love that this stuff. Is Panda's Panda's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. Um, the, I really like the announcer. Uh, mm -hmm. John Bobby. Buffer on him. Yeah. John, John Bobby. Bobby. John Bobby. He, he reminds me of the uh, of announcer man from. Metabots. Oh wow! The kids show. Metabots. No like, way. The, the, the little, the little bow tie. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Like, I love all the references in this is uh, series. Like, um, like the Fight Club first rule of Fight Club is don't yeah. talk about Fight Club. Like, oh, yeah. the thumb thumb that is Tengen. You know, yeah. all these movie references. It's great. Yeah, but then it's cool uh, how like you know it's a Fight Club or whatever, and you expect a lot. You know, like when you hear you know the words fight club you can assume a lot of what it's going to be about but i like the twang that they throw on it where it's like yeah it's a fight club half the time and it's wwe the other half of the time you know what i mean it's literally yeah. professional mm -hmm. wrestling with scripts and you know decided on winners and a storyline and things like that and that's cool that like that is not only just the situation but also like that's a part like we're getting a lot of hikari's personality you know in this chapter you know what i mean and like i don't i i wonder if we're going to go into scripted stuff or if that's just, like, why would they bring it up if we're not going to see, you know, shit yeah. like that? But like, I wonder how that's going to go because it's like, is that just going to be straight comedy? Are we going to get like any kind of tension during that time? Like, I'm, I would assume, I want to say, like, if we do, like, if he's like, okay, I like you, Yuji, you're rolling with me. We're going to have you win. You're going to be the new upstart. Here's your script. Boom, boom, boom. And then, like, is that going to happen for a while and we'll get like a montage or is it just like first scripted thing? something terrible happens and then like the plot continues going into the culling game or something like that so i'm like really interested Ooh. about that but that'd be kind of interesting something uh, go ahead i was just gonna say something funny in a comedy aspect would be i don't know this might be too much it might be a little uh redundant if we get another person kind of undercover in this scheme but a funny thing whereas if he surprised again was fighting toto Oh like wow! Of following the script, they fucking just ad lib completely improvise some shit on some you know <laughs> on some brother shit, shit on some Toto yeah, on and some brother shit. shit you know that'd be that hilarious. Be hilarious. The most WWE might be a little thing ever. Did, you know, yeah, that and that would be very WWE too though. That's a good point. Yeah, though. brother claps, <laughs> teleports behind him, and then sucker punches. <laughs> Yo, um, I really. I, oh yeah, that's right. I don't think he has Boogie Woogie anymore. Yeah, I think Boogie Woogie might be gone now oh because he said because he said well okay so he Boogie lost Woogie's his hand dead. he lost his hand but then after he lost his hand he still clapped mahito 
So, but then, you know, he, he, he slapped Mahito's hand and activated Boogie Woogie. So that was cool. But then after that, when Yuji was fighting full form Mahito, like, um, Toto faked a Boogie Woogie. He, like, faked him out. And that's why mm -hmm. he was able to land the Black Flash that kind of finished it. True, true, but, true. like, and he said right then, he's like, damn, it looks like my Boogie Woogie curse technique is already dead. And that could be Cap, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he could have just bluffed it. And then like said some shit. I don't fucking know, but like I, yeah, I think didn't we, he slap his hump? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, his stump. Yeah, yeah. He said something like that. You know what I mean? So we, ne you never know. But I, I feel like um, we can be pretty confident that his curse technique is just like not accessible at least for a while. You it know? Makes you wonder what Toto would actually like if. I like the idea of someone losing their power and their whole style of fighting, and then like developing a new method yes. of fighting. If um, anybody would, it's Toto. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, and also, I wonder, like, what, based on his experience with the Shibuya incident, how is that going to shape his techniques? Yeah. Um, I want to see that. Um, I think with the scripted fight, mm -hmm. we're going to get that 9 to 5 guy. 9 to 5 guy. The, the, the 7 to 3, right? Oh, oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's going to show up in, like, the scripted fight or unscripted fight Ooh. and like and like they're like okay he's just a regular regular guy mm -hmm. and then he accidentally like like subconsciously does it and yuji's arm flies off and he's like oh god my damn god. <laughs> like, that'd be fucking crazy so okay so you're saying that you okay wait because yeah it was implied that's right if we go back a little bit there was that chapter at the end where he said where it kind of implied that this dude has nanami kento's like curse mm -hmm. technique now or something like that passed on passed on or yeah something i don't i haven't thought about it in a really long time but like so you're basically saying he doesn't know that he that he has that technique and that he would accidentally use it inside of a scripted fight i feel like you i feel like hmm because we've never seen like because this dude's old right he's older you know what i mean mm -hmm. if you get your curse technique like around seven or eight so i want to say he should know that he has it but if it was like passed directly from nanami uh to that person then i feel like that's the first time any that we're seeing anything like that in the series or hearing about anything like that in the series where like like devil fruits you know like respawning in like mm. different fruits or something like that like it might be something like um oh wait no not devil fruits but um negator abilities inside of undead on mm -hmm. life would be a better example because we saw yeah. that directly transfer from shen to mui you know what yep. i mean so like in Does the moment mean... you know yeah does that mean uh, the seven three nine to five ability manifests spontaneously in people that fit uh, fulfill a certain condition or archetype? Oh wow! And so because Minami was a consummate salary man, yeah, that guy became the guy. And then this guy's—it seemed like I felt like he was like a survivor of the Shibuya incident. Sure. So like by proximity and exposure to like mass curse energy, all these people are probably gonna like. Not all these people, but like a few of them are going to start manifesting things because it's the exposure, and he just happened to fit the bill. That would be—that's um, a wild like concept. I, I want to say that that kind of like infringes on like some things related to the energy mm. system that we know about so far. I can't tell you exactly what. I mean, the only the only point of reference that I have is just like you get your curse technique passed down to you, or it manifests around like age seven or eight. So hmm. there's definitely room for that, but like I just don't think that we've heard about anything like that yet. And we have like such a good idea of like how the energy system works like now that that's like, holy shit, if we got that, that would be like massively game changing lore information, which could, Gege can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just 
based on what we have right now, I want to say that that would be like very weird if it wasn't explained properly in the series. You know what I mean? So what do you guys think of like uh, Kinji and uh, Karara's like appearances and like what they might be able to do as Jujutsu sorcerers? Yeah, I I love Kinji's appearance. I think he looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody He's got looks this cool. Dope ass boa jacket, man, with the with the yeah. slick back hair and the and the ah ah yeah. the dashes in his eyebrows. My man on his Corazon, you feel me? Yeah, he's got like a, like like a John Watersy mustache. He's got like the notched eyebrows. He's slick. Yeah. He kind of reminds me like, and he's got like a kind of like a a sly looking face. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. kind of like the Doflamingo style a little mm-hmm. bit. Like mm-hmm. he's just got it. Um, he's got charisma. I I think his power might be related to like how excited he is. Ooh. just on like based on his like dialogue because like yeah. there's always a little bit of like foreshadowing i feel like in dialogue right right especially with sorcerers because he's like as i'm always saying you got to strike while the iron's hot and then earlier he's like i can feel things starting to cool down yeah and he's like things are heating up it reminds me of the days of my old girlfriend and maxed out credit cards and so i'm like is his power related to like excitement or stress because that's hilarious <laughs> well you just made a lot of temperature references yeah like strike while the iron's hot things seem to be Mm -hmm. cooling down yeah but he seems also like he seems passionate in that sense but then he also he's like he's talking about like oh he fights in three dimensions the dazzle spectators up top Mm -hmm. i can write a good script you know so he seems like cool and collected as well yeah yeah um as far as kirara goes though oh my bad sorry continue no idea uh, oh. i mean that's exactly it yeah i have no idea well i mean he says kirara will provide security you know what i mean so like we can assume that potentially her curse technique is related to security or surveillance combat. or or yeah and it could be combat related as well um i guess i like kind of like went um the route of like uh you know reconnaissance security mm. you know like just like checking up on things like you could put an eye somewhere um, in some form or fashion, I was like, I thought about like satellite Tonbo from Hunter Hunter inside of like uh, Flutter, the like yeah. the dragonfly dude. But then we oh, also, but, yeah. but, but we have something like that inside of um, Mei Mei's character actually with the crows. She can she yeah. can basically like you know see things with the crows or whatever. So I feel like it wouldn't be something too close to satellite Tonbo because that's really similar to the crows. But I mean, security in the form of like some kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I guess it makes sense that it would be fit, like um, combat oriented to a certain or degree. Restraint, like a type or of restraint, restraint which yeah. would be interesting. Um, like, I like her style, the face piercings, the choker. Uh, she mm-hmm. seems pretty fashionable. Like, yeah, uh, she was not thrilled to be like volunteered to work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? Uh, uh, I gotta she's do like, what? Huh? Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do this. Um. I think it'd be kind of cool if she used like um, her piercings or something to like channel her curse technique or like a choke or anything. And like Ooh. basically um, if she can like, I don't know, like maybe if she's able to touch something or touch someone, she can like transfer something. So like if she touches you and then touches her own piercing, she'll like transfer it over and it's just suddenly your face has piercings in it. Oh like, shit, like a voodoo doll or some shit? Yeah, a little bit, a Damn. little bit. I know, it's it's stepping on our girl, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like security is, for me, is like more about restraint than like overpowering yeah. the opponent. It's yeah, like for sure. Reducing the thing. 
Um, I love that Megumi's abilities seem a little more utilitarian instead of like, oh, I'm relying on my summons. He's able to like, yeah, manipulate shadow. Himself in the shadow. He's got this cloak. So I wonder, I wonder what the explanation on this is going to look like. Cause like, because we know from what we know about his abilities, like we know that the Shikigami situation is like his main curse technique. And this doesn't really have anything to do with that. But then we know that like he can kind of do stuff like this inside of his domain, which he's not using right now. You know what I mean? So I wonder like what the explanation or how they're going to like work this into, you know, like why it makes sense in inside of his technique. Not that I'm saying that it doesn't right now, because mm -hmm. I'm remembering Iori from Phantom Seer and Iori was also a shadow user. And then there was that line of dialogue about how he's able to like kind of like you know, slip past people, you know, by making himself like transparent, like a shadow or something. And that's why he's like not noticed all the time because he has that like shadow walk technique or whatever that we saw. And the explanation on that like felt really good. I'm, I feel like I'm butchering it right now, but it was, it was about being noticed and like how like you can be going to school with me for like two years and like never notice me in the class because I don't want you to because I'm like sitting inside of a shadow because I want you all to leave yeah. me alone or something yeah. like that. It was something cool like um... that. But and like that would be cool for this because he's obviously like if you look at this panel on 18, he's like right by this guy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. in and, the guy's shadow. Oh, he's in his shadow. Like, like just above the thing. You see the guy talking yeah, on the man. phone and he's in the shadow. Like, yeah. And I like that the little like smoke uh shape mm -hmm. mimics the guy's pompadour like yeah. he's in that dude's shadow. And yeah. Part of wow. me is like, is this a, is this like a like a like um like an advanced form of a domain because like one domain's like external where it's like you know puppet shadow garden or like that where all mm -hmm. the animals come out yeah. and this one's more of an internally focused domain where he's just keeping it super close to his body and he's like as long as i don't harm anybody right i can hide in someone's shadow or something like that that would be cool that would be cool i would just wonder That'd like awesome. i feel like it would have to be related to like domain stuff because it's like it's just so weird to think like i don't remember well, no, because Megumi could always hide, um, could always store weapons in his shadows. That's right. So we know that he has like a shadow, you know, like a passive shadow, to, or maybe not passive, but just like a- Like a, a shadow a, space? A, yeah, extra shadow abilities outside of his domain that aren't Shikigami, is what I'm saying. So then True. I feel like, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that, I feel like that is a thing. So, yeah. so it's not too new what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he pulled out weapons when he was, like, doing the training matches with mm -hmm. Maki. That's right. When, like, Panda was first introduced. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely – it's nice that that's already been foreshadowed, but, like, this yeah. is a nice expansion on it. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I like this chapter as a way of coming back because it has it has intrigue, it has combat, it has a little bit of mystery. Yes. Um, like, new intra-characters introductions, like a reaffirmation of, like, what their goals are. Um I like especially the space of the fight club yeah. that they just, it's like, Hey, we're not supposed to have a real fight club. And instead of having like an established ring, they literally just tore off the ceiling. It's like, Hey, it's a broken parking lot. No one wants this. Right. And right. the owner for some reason <laughs> isn't selling it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of, um, when I, with this double page spread on 10, 11, um, looks a lot like, uh, I can't remember who brought it up first, but someone said, looks like the, uh, area where, um, Oma and Sekibayashi June kind of like first fought in the beginning of Ken Ganashira. I don't know if either of you two have read Ken Ganashira, but that was just like a cool thing that someone pointed out that I wanted to make sure that I brought up since we were on the subject of the space that they're fighting in. But that was a cool thing to think about.
Eleven also gives me like big Hunter Hunter X Hunter vibes. Uh, in which way? Uh, just like the like the beginning, like all like this kind of scratchy detail for like the debris oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like the like the, the distinct NPCs. Yeah. Like the very distinct NPCs. Like oh yeah, here's this thing like the big spread, and they're like even the like bombastic John Bobby. Like it was just like <laughs> okay yeah, yeah 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 all right cool all right. It just yeah. gave me that moment, Good and then like Bobby. went back into its style. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh, this Panda. is a great chapter. And I, I'm glad that we had so much to talk about in the chapter because when I was reading it and I was thinking about like what the review would look like tonight, I was like, man, I feel like there's not like a whole lot of what there usually is in Jujutsu Kaisen chapters. And even if Jujutsu Kaisen chapters are setup chapters, they always give you so much in a couple of different areas. And this one kind of did that too. And now that we had the conversation, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But I remember going into the review like, man, I feel like this might be a short segment or a shorter, you know, Jujutsu segment than we usually have because there's not like it just didn't you know like it's like gege's back you know like in full effect you know what i mean like it's like they never left you know what i mean but like this mm -hmm. one this one feels like the next chapter is really going to be something wild like we can usually expect inside of jujutsu kaisen so absolutely something yeah. else that kind of piqued my interest as i was reading it was the on page you know 10 and 11 the double spread where yuji first walks into the arena mm -hmm. we get these three specific rich dudes like pictured you know in their own panels mm -hmm. dedicated mm -hmm. and so i just that kind of was i i don't know that stood out to, stood out to me as something that's like yeah are we gonna get some plot lines you know develop with them you know kind of yeah. as intricate characters could this be characters you know, that matter yeah. Yeah. yeah or you know I, the way that i kind of that's a really cool thought the way that i kind of took it was just like these are we're just gonna show guys in suits first and then pan out you know or well no because yeah that's right because the double spread panel is above them yeah absolutely so it shows all in. of the people and then it zooms in on these guys yeah yeah, yeah. i was kind of thinking about it before is like show some guys in suits then pan out to like all of them up here in lower detail so that you just know that these are the kind of guys up there these are what the kind of guys like that like come to these things look like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then... well and not even that because we got dudes up here in like sweaters mm -hmm. and track suits yeah and, that's right you know casual clothes as well just regular degular people yeah that's right mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, those might be the sponsors specifically, or like the major betters. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the major players in any casino. Right, right. Um, oh yeah, that'd be really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about this chapter, you guys. That, that could potentially be yeah. the plot line we get if they are the major betters in this in this thing, and they're the dudes making the most money, and then mm -hmm. we do get like an improvised fight from Yuji or something they come into play where they're like yo you're fucking my money up what are you doing oh man? yeah i mean oh nice eagle yeah I'm, there you go i'm thinking that like yuji he's so physically reinforced that it might be really hard for him to throw a fight like he tries to throw a fight and a guy punches him and breaks his hand on his face <laughs> And not even a way like he's leaning into it. Like he's trying to sell the punch. Yeah. And then the guy still breaks his hand. And he's like, oh. oh damn. And I he's didn't... like, and he's like, do it. Do I lay down? Do I, <laughs> do I? Do I stay down? I don't. No, do I, I have to down? stay down. And then the guy kicks him a bunch of times. He's like, all right, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> breaks Dude, his leg. Kicking him. Yeah. It's super fun to think about like how the scripted stuff can go wrong because it's gonna be funny, or. It's just going to be like shit hits the fan after that moment and like crazy shit starts going down and it gets tense again. You know what I mean? But I wonder if it, if we are going to get a little bit of comedy for a while in Jujutsu Kaisen, maybe not a whole chapter, 
mm-hmm. but like that'd be a crazy change of pace considering like the story arc that we're kind of leading into right now i mean yeah. something that could um, lend you know to a more serious vibe next chapter with the with the staged fight if we do get it um is you know maybe somebody potentially actually recognizes Yuji and is really coming like for his neck oh man mm-hmm. you know like, fuck and the I, rules. I'm using my curse technique. Oh, fuck everybody here. I'm killing Yuji for some reason. Yeah. That might be a good test, actually. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that would actually be a really good test of, like, his, like, like Haraki, uh, Hakari might actually test him. It's like, hey, this is a scripted fight. You have to lose. And then he tells the other guy, piss him off. Yeah. Use your curse techniques. Make him feel actually threatened. Yo. Like, you're going to go off the script to prove a point. And see if he'll like break script. Break character, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that kind of thing cool. happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like now that like the whole squad's like broken up into these pieces, like I had to read a couple chapters to like get back into it. Like yeah. I had to go back like three chapters just to like mm-hmm. see what's going on, get back in the swing of things. And I feel like it's going to be like small bursts of arcs, so condensed, but like action. Here's the move, and then they're flip from like a to b to c mm-hmm. and those are going to be the major plots a plot b plot c plot and just like oh all kind of like parallel to each sh- other and then yeah, converge at some point around yeah it's going to be a little bit like game of thrones right where you have this impactful scene and then they skip over to these other main characters that are doing their thing and like and then maybe like kind of like segues and like at this time at this date such and such a thing is happening and then it's like um you know uh get to you know where it's get like to, yeah. just a, just a little little Kenjaku. time where he's just like yeah, yeah. kenjaku and yeah he's just like yeah okay here i'm doing his thing and that's like three pages and that's it and then you go back to the a plot and you're like ah yeah. what yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel like that's what they're setting up the pacing for especially with like maki being kind of that precedent of that style mm-hmm. of uh scene shifting yeah for sure absolutely yeah. we, we have a lot like kind of like set up like from the calling game right now we have already well the maki the maki stuff i'm excited to see like what the next maki related thing is going to be if we're going to leave her mm-hmm. character alone for a while or if she is going to be you know um a recurring character and plot point leading up to the calling games because right now we have maki doing her thing we have megumi and yuji doing their thing i don't remember where yuta is off the top of my head but i know that choso and um Yuki stayed back with Tengen as their yeah. as, as his bodyguard. So we have a like a lot of moving parts in this arc already when it hasn't even started. You uh, know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> cooling game so, is who knows how long into the future still. Yeah. Choso, right. Yuki, and Tengen would be a great place to have like a three-person like exposition scenes like at the end of a chapter just four pages of them just like maybe two two four pages tops four tops like two pages of them just talking and like choso being like i am not human i don't really understand the reference uh cool and like kind of being the dumb guy for a little bit but yeah that'd be great still being savvy i don't know yeah man hell yeah I'm so glad to have Jujutsu back. Uh, mm. I hope Gage stay healthy. For real. Yes. Um, like, this is like Rip Kentaro. Right? <laughs> yeah, Rip Rip Kentaro Miura for sure. Oh. And 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 like and just to to that point, absolutely. Like Gage's back. A lot of people like were thinking like the the hiatus was going to be much longer than a month, and that it might turn into like you know a berserk kind of situation or like a hunter hunter togashi kind of situation whatever hiatus you want to use as a reference mm-hmm. but it looks like they're back now i hope it's not because they feel like they need to be 
you know what I mean, or whatever. I feel like I, I, I want to believe that Gege is healthy, and that's why they're here right now. You yeah. know what I mean? I hope but... they like caught the problem early enough to nip mm -hmm. it in the bud and yeah. like actually preserved their health right. before going back to the grind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that that Kentaro Mira stuff really um, kind of like put some stuff into perspective. Mm -hmm. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Yeah. So, I mean. I recently only found out that like a uh, mangaka produces five pages a day. Something like that. Yeah, it's that's wild. insane. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a huge strain. It's a man. massive workload. Yeah. Even if you're new, like you don't even have to be someone who's been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Like, like at any, you know, experience level of manga creation, that's gotta be a wild schedule. That's you know entry I mean? level requirements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entry level. Yeah. Well, oh man, what a chapter! Yeah, yeah. yeah I think mm -hmm. that's about all I had for this chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, I think I'm welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter seventy-two of Marshall, Mosh Burn Dead, and the Giant's Chain. And uh, this chapter, I mean, went pretty much how. I expected it to when yeah. I read the chapter title. Yeah. Um, and something that really upset me about this chapter is just like, I mean, a typical shonen shit, but like all yeah. these just fodder, literal fodder faces <laughs> in the crowd, mm -hmm. like talking shit, like shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, don't know, I just, I hate, you know, and this is something that obviously was present, like in the beginning of Black Clover and is right. present in a lot of stories, but just like, Rich, you know, I don't know, conceited motherfucking yuppie fucks that like mm -hmm. look down on the you know people with no magic and these types of stories. Yeah, but it's it was cool later on in the chapter though how we get that perspective again and like you kind of like see them coming out of that mindset because Mash is like literally saving their lives without magic. You know what I mean? It was it's not like I'm like I like these characters or anything. No, it was, yeah. it was it was cool to see it go from like this dude has no magic, we're all fucked to like holy shit, this dude is doing something, but he still has no magic. That shouldn't be able to happen, right? And then eventually like the 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 the. Um, it's kind of like broken, like the, not stigma, not like indoctrination, but just like the, the way of thinking that, yeah, there you go. There we go. Yep. It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like broken and it feels like so right. It's like, well, we have no reason to literally to think this anymore because a man without magic is doing what we're all seeing him doing. And, and then eventually it gets to like, does it matter if he can't use magic? And just like the way that that was presented, I feel like hit so hard just because you uh. get like. You don't get like declarations you don't mm -hmm. get like anybody like drastically important coming to this realization you get you know the crowd internally like to their friends like yeah does it matter that he can't use magic no it doesn't you know what i mean and like that hits really hard in the way that you want it to in things like this and black clover and things like that it just didn't I think... seem like that genuine to me like oh sure I, just, these people, I mean i don't know like oh yeah oh now when he's about to stomp your fucking life away this yeah. giant thing now you oh wow this guy with no magic he's saving us he's cool. yeah like, yeah know. yeah i, I mean, mean at least they're at least they're changing their minds you yeah. know what i mean but yeah what were it you gonna may say not carry forward it mm. might not carry forward. It's like that gratitude of the moment kind of thing. So yeah. you know, uh, fair weather friends. If it, you if, if you want to sure. frame it like that, um, but yeah, I definitely... do like the kind of pacing of it. They're like, oh, there's a big ass thing. We need to take care of it. Let's you know save it with magic. I love the graviola explosia 
combo to like send back debris and then they're yeah. like oh there's barriers yeah their magic doesn't work on this oh we are screwed <laughs> doubt right. is like it totally pulled that barrier thingy out of nowhere what's up with that i love it's that panel like, that's kind of black scape in the background is like uh <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for someone to be in the crowd being the one that's casting those barriers oh wow like, they've got oh. people hidden in the crowd that are part of innocent zero and that's their thing so like part of me is like oh yeah these mm. generic guys and that like it made me want to like go through each one and see if there was like a character that wasn't really panicking right i know that's what i'm looking for wow now. that's a really cool thought i, I mean like naturally i just assumed that this monster and all of its strength were just conditions placed on it by like the original caster whoever that may be and it's just like all in one package but the idea that there's someone in the crowd doing this would be really fucking cool yeah i well i think it's it's necessary like it is like it does seem like 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 fair weather like eagle said but like i think it is necessary in that moment because like their schema is being changed. They're like, oh, magic is the solution to everything. The stronger the magic, the better. And they're like, oh, we're on the, the short end of the stick on this. This is awful. I don't want to do this. And we're still getting saved by a guy who we're like, let's publicly execute him. Yeah. You know, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah. I I love the Giants design. It yeah, is me just, it reminds me of like a fucked up version of like the Hecatoneres which is like a Greek giant oh. with like a hundred hands, but it's very opposite. Oh. And it's even grosser because it's just a bunch of heads, <laughs> like a bunch of cyclopean heads. I'm waiting for like, you know, seven different eyes coming out. So, yeah, it reminded me of um, Garugan, Garugan ship or, or whatever that thing is from uh, One Punch Man that all of the S-class heroes were fighting at the oh. end of the Boros arc. Yep. Mm -hmm. The thing that like kept regenerating or whatever. And then fucking Atomic Samurai and Bang had, I'm pretty sure, finished it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys remember that shit? Yeah, it reminded me of that. Yeah, like, I like this monster a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the chain is from. Like, it came with the chain. It right. wears the chain. Is that, like, possibly, like, where is it being summoned from? Is it summoned from, like, the pits of hell where it's been punished mm -hmm. for a while and, like, you've you've temporarily released this prisoner from Tartarus or something like that, because Ooh. they do reference like gods, like Hephaestus, mm -hmm. the God of iron and other things. Yeah, so like, right. is this like a, a, a Tartarian prisoner that the uh, innocent zero has like summoned? That's a really cool thought actually. Cause I mean, like I, I was thinking about with the, when the master cane stuff came out and we're like, okay, 13 Olympic Olympian gods, you know what I mean? We're thinking about the gods and the wands. I wasn't thinking about any other lore that could be present in the story of Mashal outside of that. So like, if that is a thing and we are getting like other areas of mythology outside of the wands, or maybe this is still related to a wand, who knows? But um, I think that would be fucking cool, man. I, th I think it is because like Mashal is basically Hercules. Yeah. Like, this is one of his major 12 labors of Hercules to, like, mm. ascend godhood or at least Ooh. find... Uh, or come up to peace. godhood, yeah. Yeah, like, effectively find peace. Um, because they're, they're fighting a guy who's, like, controlling space and time and all this other stuff. Right. And, I mean, symbolically it works because you have the 12 divine visionaries or whatever who assume you would assume all have Master Canes associated with either Roman or Greek mythology. Right. And him symbolically being, you know, 
or metaphorically being a Hercules type character, a demigod trying to yeah. ascend to Olympus, yeah, you know, with the gods and become a divine visionary. That's Yo. especially since his, his powerful symbolism to yes, it. eagle, his, like, progenitor <clears throat> father. I wouldn't call him father, but like his like progenitor mm -hmm. is innocent zero, whose goal is to be god. Like, yeah. It, definitely carries over and I, I i really want um mash mashal to get um i want his cane to be just like the hercules club like that yeah. giant club that hercules carried around and i just want mash to have that be his thing he's yeah. like yeah it pretty much this, is this petrified chunk of wood doesn't break yeah why do you use it because it doesn't break. I'm strong as fuck, boy. No, <laughs> he had that is, one. Huge, his shit is metal. Yeah, he had that like heavy he, like, iron wand that he like turned it into, into like shit. a fucking a tennis mm -hmm. racket and shit. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I don't know if we've seen the the wand since then. I think we brought it up on the show. Like, has he used that since then? We've seen it again. Is he ever going to use that again? Because he kind of broke it, or like, you I know, think he destroyed he, it. <laughs> destroyed it, like misformed it at the very least. It's like, what are you just going to have the tennis racket? Or are you going to put it back, mash it back to like? You yeah, know, you a regular... mash it to whatever form Yeah, that's you true. Want, that's man. true. It is. Yeah, that's right. Two Mold generations later, here, I bequeath to you this tennis racket of power. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> this is the lamest thing ever. What? They got a wand. Why not get a tennis racket? Don't worry about it. <laughs> your training is finished when you can morph this back into wand form with your bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is a yeah. storied he item. He takes his wand. He's like, look at this. <laughs> Turn this back into the wand. And you'll be ready. Yeah. It's just a ball of iron at that That'd point. That'd be wild. Throws it. Yeah, I love um, the the tug of war match between this thing, this giant and uh, mm -hmm. and Mash. The double spread is fucking beautiful. Um, and I love how you know it's the thing is so strong still that Mash is not only struggling and being pulled towards it, but also his hands are starting to like bleed and like shit like that. So it's yeah. not just a mash low diffs like this kind of thing he is struggling a great deal kind of you know against this thing but eventually does beat it you know like when he tosses it into the air and then fucking like missiles into it like that was yeah. fucking sick but like just yeah. inside of the strength on strength struggle was cool to see mash kind of like having an issue there mash like... with the buzz cut mochi or whatever I like the, the idea bah. that like, the <laughs> chain is like had so much tension applied to it, and because Mash's fingers are like relatively small, mm -hmm. the point of pressure is just so concentrated. Yes, it's shattering, and those shards are what's cutting up his hands. Yes. And I'm like, oh, fire, fire. Ah, I do. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, I, Innocent Zero's face is still creeping me out. Where he's <laughs> like, like page two. His face is terrifying. Sounded confident enough before. Stop it if you can. He's just so matter of so nonchalant. So like, right. you're all gonna die. Good luck, peace. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I yeah. got chrono power time. I mean, right. space time. Almost got mash, but my body's breaking apart. So I'll see you next time. Here's a monster. Right. Well, I mean, he's also probably thinking to himself, like, if Mash can't deal with that, then I don't want him anyway. Cool and I don't want him. <laughs> He's not perfect. I need to be perfect. Yeah. Like his ego is definitely driving everything. Yeah. And he doesn't expect I don't think he even expects Mash to die. I think he expects Mash to fail and a lot of the school to die and then Mash will just survive mm -hmm. by virtue of being a durable vessel right. to inhabit later on. I don't know. Yeah. But uh just going back to this double spread that Nox you brought up. Yeah. Um 
just so beautifully drawn in like yeah. every aspect of it like yeah. especially the cyclops monster like mm-hmm. the veins all over him and it coming out of like every neck on every head like oh, <laughs> just so yeah. well drawn yeah the perspective is great the the angle the depth the contrast i don't i literally have like no like there's nothing you can say about this artistically like everything about this is incredible the screen tones in the background like leaning into like the cloud effect fire fire it's really well balanced absolutely it's so well balanced the the idea of contrast detail obscure obscuration yeah everything even inside like the wriggling of the chains you know what i mean like there's still movement yeah you know on that wobble from the from the tension right Mm -hmm. right like i can like texture and variety and i like that the major sound effect is just the chain clinking that's it Mm -hmm. because i imagine how loud that would be at that size you know what i mean you need to have the the sound effects be that big for something like that especially in a world that's larger than life you know that stuff's carrying around like Yeah. yeah and if it's like a chain from hell right it might even rattle loudly by virtue of it being from hell and being Ooh. annoying. Ooh. Like, like you carry it around you and it constantly clinks and chatters and like the sound follows you. You can't escape your prison, even yeah. if you close your eyes, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, diggity. And, uh, yeah, but then, uh, then we get chapter, the same. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Super good chapter, I think, yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Eagle? Just then we get the slam at the end, man. It's super fire. A little bit, yeah. uh, a little bit more fire art, you know. Yeah. With the, just the uh, movement lines of the speed, him slamming into the ground. Yeah, you could you could I, feel the speed. It like jumps at you. The art, the, the art, collateral. Mashable. Yeah. The collateral damage from this though has to be major. That's what I was gonna. Oh. That's what I wanted to bring up next is like, what do you guys like? How do you guys? I know it's kind of hard to like know for sure inside of a series like Mashal one because it's like really early. And uh, well, not really early. We're at chapter seventy-two. It's still relatively early in the series, and it there is like that comedic element to it. So like, you never know how an aftermath of this is going to be like shown. It's it's kind of hard to really have expectations for it. I want to say too, because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so Wahlberg, I think, is not dead, but he's, he's like drastically fucked. He's like not even a person. You know, no, he's he's half of a person. He's haggard. Uh, yeah, he's like. It's like that Dumbledore moment where he had like mm-hmm. the super withered hand. And he's like, well, I nearly died, yeah. but I pushed back the cancer for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder, you know what I mean? Like what the, the future of this school and maybe not just the school, but just like the future of the story is going to be like innocent zero bounce. Who knows when the next time they're going to come back is probably, you know, a little bit. We'll probably get like other antagonists that we have to deal with before, you know, mm-hmm. innocent zero comes back and, and has another arc. But it's like, man, it's like this, like really really messed up the school situation i want to say and like just like the status quo of the series itself so it's like how is that going to be handled aftermath kind of situation like that in a series like mashal it's really hard for me to think of potential routes you know what i mean um innocent zero said that he stole Wahlberg's magic Mm -hmm. right yeah so so. does that mean that Wahlberg does not have magic and so if Mm. he survives the thing if he has no magic Based on the old schema, the old way of things, he would be removed from his position of power, maybe 
put to pasture or <laughs> put in a retirement home or something because wow. they're just like, well, we were going to kill MASH because he has no magic and that's the breaks. Yeah. And if Wahlberg doesn't have magic, they're like, do, do we kill one of the greatest wizards of <laughs> our parents' generation? Right, right. Like, and then maybe they're like, oh, hey, Wahlberg doesn't have magic. He should step down from the headmaster. MASH doesn't have that protector. We should go forward and execute him. Mm. And then would the public turn and be like, hey, no, hey, that guy, like, saved all of yeah, us. Yeah, you don't need magic. And saved Wahlberg. Yeah, no, that's cool because now if the public sees this and they have that, like, realization, like, does having magic power actually matter? You know what I mean? Like, so now everybody, you have, like, you have you have the crowd now. That's kind of mm -hmm. like fucking with MASH, but then you have the divine visionaries. Like, this is a really good point that you're bringing up because that's right. They were trying to just kill this man, but then you had people speak out against that. You, you, we could assume, I don't remember exactly what Wahlberg said during that stretch of storytelling, but you made a good point. We could assume that he would have been the one to protect, you know, MASH. Wahlberg would have been the one to protect MASH if they really did try to make a move on him. And now if his magic really is gone, that creates like, you know, that moral situation that's kind of expanded out to not just the people involved that want to kill MASH and like the, the governmental body that, you know, supports that way of thinking. But now you have, you know, societal backlash that you have to worry about if you do make a decision oh, like yeah. that after what we've seen in, in the events of this arc. So that is a really cool situation. And Wahlberg might even bring up is like, oh, no, you want to kill me. You want to kill MASH because that's just the way things are. Congratulations. My magic was stolen from me. And all you're doing is cleaning up innocent zeros' messes for him. Right. You think that you're, I'm going to be the only one? Hell no. Right. I just had the best power. <laughs> yeah. You all will be next. Yo, Any one crazy. of you could be next. And are you going to throw yourself upon the pyre? for your so-called like societal pride of having magic or not having magic like yeah. this could get really deep man it could get deep it yeah could get definitely deep. Could. i'm looking forward to it a lot <clears throat> yeah me too wow i think uh i don't know i think that was about all i had for this chapter in Marshall, though yeah that's all i had too mm -hmm. all right well with that i think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 301 of black clover mm -hmm. those feelings Doki -doki. And, uh, <laughs> I like how Lieb in this he's like yo what is she doing here like what the fuck he's like without devil union we don't stand a chance bro mm -hmm. we gotta get out of here yeah. he's like this ain't our place to be right now bro <laughs> yeah. we yeah, got lucky last time this is yeah Lieb's just like nah dog I ain't about it this is a supreme this is this is who I hate but mm -hmm. we're not gonna deal well with this yeah, I like but this bad guy just because like there aren't very many um and within the series this is mostly like a i would say it's a power manga right yeah. where it's like a lot of clashing and blasts and whooshes and zaps yeah um i like this because it is um debuffs yeah debuffs aoe's dp like dps um poisons etc like i like that <laughs> yeah the dots yeah, yeah. No, like if i'm thinking about yeah. it, like as a gamer i'm like yeah this is a really cool bad guy i like mcgigula is like probably my favorite devil so far hmm. um even if like her host was probably one of the more boring ones sure um but i do like that like the way the, the devil works because like since the one that could manifest things it spoke out loud mm -hmm. this one's been really cool like i like it so far yeah there's a, it's, yeah. there's a little bit more you know nuance to the to the 
to the effects that we're seeing of their magic. You know what I mean? There's a little more, little more there's a little bit more depth, you know, compared to the word devil from what I remember anyway. I like how also like he hits her with the demon destroyer sword. I'm pretty sure is the one that like, you know, sucked the the explosion effect out. But he's like, that wasn't enough though. You know what I mean? Like we, mm-hmm. we managed to keep her but exploding, but she's still got all sorts of, you know, shit going on here, which is cool that it's not just like a boop, you're good now. Mm-hmm. Uh, her kind of like chest or mantle reminds me of uh, that creepy um, Arankar from Bleach. Oh, that, Ukiora? Oh. Uh, the one that had uh, like the tree fruit, like he could like mm. regenerate instantly mm-hmm. and then he gets killed by Kurotsuchi with uh, the time dilating poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, ah, that's that's weird. Like the weird sea anemone kind of thing. She just like looks poisonous, like yeah, like like a freaking jellyfish a little bit. Like a jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but like that's cool. Was, yeah, but like the art was like pretty good. It was a lot less um, confusing. Sure. Like I remember during like the Titan, like the twin Titans fighting, that was kind of chaotic. That was cool, but like it was pretty chaotic. And then this one's like a little more straightforward, and like I can kind of follow the pacing i feel like right. maybe they maybe dedicated a little more time mm-hmm. to this section. i like the double spread on 10 and 11 because like in the background you have that um you know illustration style that you know we usually see in like large spanned out you know panels inside of black clover where usually i have an issue inside of that with like knowing what's going on because everything always feels like too light or like the lines aren't thick enough or something and it's like hard for me to really tell exactly where things are and like the depth of the of the image i feel like suffers from things like that but this on um, yeah. 10 and 11 got a nice splash of, of stark blacks inside of these wings that really add to the contrast and help you kind of like see the whole image a little bit easier at least for yeah. me that's the case but yeah art in this chapter fire yeah because like like page nine the full hundred devils that she's like shunting into them I like that a lot. Incredible like page. I love, I love the duality. I like the little yin yang kind of like vibe, and the fact that like the armor is white and stuff, it really breaks up the space because I feel like like the devils are all like semi monochromatic looking, and a lot of that like black cover has a hard task in that it has to like lighten up movies. Like it feels like. Um, Sometimes it gets to the point where, like, it's Game of Thronesy, where you just see a night thing and, like, a couple of pinpricks of torches and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I know that this is, like, supposed to be what it looks like, but I have no idea what this looks like. And so, right. like, this is very right. distinct, very crisp. I feel like maybe um, he's kind of taken criticisms from his, like, earlier work, and he's, like, worked to avoid those kind of discrepancies sure. before um because it's like i feel like it's definitely improved by like a good margin and maybe that's just because they had more time to like really pa- plan it out mm-hmm. but it feels really good like yeah. uh i love rills like crusade of the valkyries kind of thing yeah um twilight just, valhalla yeah, yeah. That's going to be a weird one where, like, um, it feels like a very, very video gamey, like, like Kale, like Kale or like an ultimate where, like, Zenyatta is like, hey, you're just kind of healing constantly yeah. and there's going to be a backlash. Like, they're, they might die. They might, a lot of them 
well, it's Black Clover. They're probably not going to die, but they're probably going to be wishing they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, he states all the damage they take is going to come back right. after the spell, you know, dissipates yeah. or deactivates or whatever. It'd have to have that. I mean, this is this, a little bit strong. too convenient for me. So, it, like, I'm glad that it has a caveat like that. Even with the caveat, I feel like it's still a little bit too convenient for me. But mm-hmm. at least there is that that um, that drawback there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if like Rill like takes all the damage and it's like concentrated on their arms, so they have to like take time off to like rehabilitate Ooh. and like be able to get their drawing hands back to like a functioning level. That'd be cool. Like I think, if I there think was that would be a really good form, consequence. That'd be tight. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it, it's just like the Julius Rao. Like we're not gonna kill him, but we're gonna like we're gonna pull him back. We're not gonna have him be available to like bail your asses all the time with right. his like really flexible, really powerful abilities. Right. Um, yeah, that would be cool to see a. Um, it would be cool after like Spade to just get like okay, let's think about what happened after Spade for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. like a like a like a proper you know aftermath arc for something like this because I'm having a hard time remembering what the aftermath of the um, the elf invasion kind of stuff like looked like because it's been quite a bit of time now. But I remember it jumping into like the Spade stuff like really quickly. Like, yeah. I think we got like the Damnatio stuff with like in court. And then like, yeah. and then they bounced like right <clears throat> after that to, mm-hmm. you know, to to Heart Kingdom, and then you know shit started kind of like hitting the fan like pretty crazy. That word double shit was fucking wild. You know what I mean? Like that was like a really big and deal, they, and I feel like they didn't spend enough he time. He fucked the town up. I mean, they yeah. we did get a few chapters of like them okay. rebuilding the town. Yeah, that that's right. I do remember whole, that. That was during the whole damnation show slash mm-hmm. like Charlotte campy mm-hmm. jokey Yami love. Shit. Yes. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. then. Yeah, they move pretty quickly into the spade stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I this would be cool like... to to get like an extended, you know, like after okay, now we had the word devil stuff. Now we have like the spade stuff. We should really have some time after this to see some kind of like consequences of what happened because we got Gaja, we got Rill and and Charlotte, and and you had a really good idea, Mellow, inside of like how their consequences can be shown. You know what I mean? So at the, I just don't want things to just reset and go into the next arc you know what i mean after something like this and i, and I think that we have a really good um reason to think that they won't you know what i mean because there's a lot more um like things are just the most drastic that they've ever been and we're actually seeing you know mm-hmm. people get like we still really don't fucked know up. and we still don't know what else is going to happen on top of that mm-hmm. absolutely well that and we still don't know what kind of state yami is in yami too or vengeance, absolutely and vengeance know? yeah vengeance can die i mean for i know all I, care, I, but yeah, yami. I know you were gonna say that I was just, <laughs> that's what i was just gonna say i know y'all don't care about vengeance yeah but. yeah yeah but, but that would be. Either, but that would still be good. Them. Vengeance would still be good, even though I don't like vengeance. Consequences in the in the form of vengeance would would, would still be good. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to think right now, and as I've stated a million times, and as people love to remind me, my my memory of um, Black Clover isn't the best. You know what I mean? But like, I want to say like the most memorable points of consequence that I remember is Fuego Leon, Julius, and then. Um, now we have like you know potential inside of like what's going on during this arc and Fuego Leon was cool you know what I mean like that was drastic at the time but like I feel like we didn't spend enough time with Fuego Leon before he was removed from the story you know what I mean like he was introduced fought and then got fucked up and was away from the story like all in the same like you know stretch of storytelling basically yeah we basically got him like showing that he was a dope royal yeah that wasn't about the fuck shit that like you know the Silvas were on right and uh and then he, yeah, stood up, said he, like, said a dope-ass quote before yep. he went out, mm-hmm. you know, and then 
yeah. teleported into the circle, came back all fucked up. Yeah, and that was major yeah. for me at the time. Like when that chapter, when those chapters were coming out, I was like, oh fuck, okay, it's real in here. There, this dude got no arm. He's probably DOA when he gets to the fucking you know hospital or wherever they're bringing mm. him to. Like who knows what can happen in here? And then there just weren't that many more examples after that. And then you bring him back and he's stronger than ever. And it's like, okay. And then you have Julius, you know what I mean? And that was obviously a very polarizing situation, but it's still a, it's still an instance of consequence because he was effectively removed from the series. He came back with not as much power. So it's still fine. It works. Fuego, Leon, mm -hmm. Julius, I'd say those are strong examples. Asta's arms didn't really do it for me. Um, and then now we have, you know, potential here for more consequence after, you know, after spades. So, and I don't remember Even there being- death, like- Yeah. He passed the katana on, like, yeah, and like with that cover spread we got, where yeah, everybody's right. in yeah. the funeral attire mm -hmm. and he's not facing. Yeah, like I still think you know it's very possible Yami could die. Yeah. You know, as much as I don't want to see it, you neither. I think it's definitely very possible. And I, also, I was going to bring up like captaincy of the Black Bulls if he mm -hmm. does. Like, who Who's do you think it passes over? to? I think I think everybody votes Asta, right? As far as as far as as far as the Black Bull members, it's gonna be knocked. Yeah, knocked. You got knocked. Yeah, 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 knocked. Yeah, he's probably. He is the one. vice captain. Yeah, he's the vice captain. Then you get to choose who's gonna be the next vice captain, and that would be important. I feel like some of the Black Bulls will be like, I think I deserve it. Oh, I think I deserve it. Uh, you know, oh, I don't want it. You should get this. I don't want it. You should get this. That kind of thing. I could totally wow. see the scene in Black Clover, too, though, where they're, where they're just like, yeah, we've all unanimously, unanimously decided without even speaking to each other that it's going to be Asta. You know what I mean? And he's just like, oh, what? You know, I could totally see that scene like in I Black mean, Clover where it's just like he's just not expecting everyone to be like, we choose you, bro. You know what I mean? And like that could be a really wholesome moment. Yeah, and it it's could, a tradition that the Black Bulls is run by an idiot. <laughs> lend, yeah, and it could lend also to the uh, the kind of trope where the captain of the squad is more goofy, jovial, mm -hmm. and then the vice mm -hmm. captain is kind of what really holds it down. You right. know what I'm saying? He gets sure. it done. Yeah, it's that and captain Noct would get thing. it done. Yeah, yeah. Captain gives the arm. Lieutenant's about the the. But I also uh, yeah. I also would love to see Noct as the new captain. Cool. And I'm trying to think of maybe who he would appoint as his vice captain out of the squad. You'd think it would be Asta because they like are cool because they're like devil buddies or whatever. Yeah. I feel like it would be um, Zora. I, Zora. That's too. one of the ones I was thinking about I too. Was, I would think that like because Noct would be like, you're more my speed. You understand what I need to do. And like as a guy who literally preps his magic, you understand the logistical necessities of the orders that I'm going to carry, ask you to carry out. Right. Whereas the other guys, they're just kind of like, oh, not to like talk down on them, but like the Black Bulls, a lot of the characters in there are kind of goons. Like they're just yeah. like, we like to fight. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Magna. Like, no, yeah. it's like it's like these are my soldiers. That's yeah. what they're good for. That's what they like doing. I keep it simple for them so yeah. that they don't fuck it up. Like, right, right. Um. Oh man, it's it's interesting. Like, I wonder if the princess of the heart kingdom is like gonna live to be honest yeah it's a big question like do you guys think that she's gonna live yeah i do Pro i i i i would say yes as well yeah um it, it, it's it's hard I for me to ask that, questions like, like that in black clover you mm -hmm. know what i mean right. like i, I feel question. like yeah i feel like i i feel like i i'm at a point now where yeah i'll be surprised absolutely but do i ever think characters are going to die no it's like one piece to me mm -hmm. at this point yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. You know, in what like Eagle said last time with uh, the like emotional reactions to things, uh, they f- seemed a little like maybe to him flat, and that's totally fair. I kind of get that idea from like Noel's, like ah, Asta's here and I like him, <laughs> like, but I'm on a battlefield and I need to focus, like yeah, okay. <laughs> cool little little out little out of left field i thought you were you know you know sweating handkerchief to the brow i'm fighting for my life you know yeah. kind of thing yeah i think it it's, i think it's little... fine i think i think the scene is fine for like the declaration or whatever we knew it was coming is it is yeah. it in a, is it in an awkward spot maybe um yeah. i definitely wasn't it it, it it wasn't too jarring to me just because it like i guess it makes sense in the situation i mean like this is her most this is like her character arc all in one spot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like Asta, Maggie Kula, um, and like trying to be better than like what her family thinks she's going to be. Like we already have one of those things out of here. No- Nozelle apologized. Her family fucks with her. Getting revenge on the one who killed her mom. Asta, I love you. It's all coming here and like probably mm-hmm. like fueling this final saint stage. You know what I mean? Like all that feels fine. Um, I mean, like I'm not the biggest fan of, of, of the situation, but I mean just for the chapter i felt like it fit there which is it definitely is her arc and i appreciate that because like i don't feel like a lot of the female characters get like a ton of like spotlight time like prime time so i'm glad noel is getting yeah (laughs) like i'm glad well she's she's losing her sun sun power so yeah yeah, i I feel worried that she was not gonna get her prime time i feel like this Uh, is very um this is very common for like earlier 2000s female leads i think i made Mm -hmm. a joke in like another group chat i was like like 2002 weekly shonen jump in full effect this week (laughs) (laughs) in black clover but I mean, whatever, it dude. Feels it feels that. Yeah, and, and and at the end of the day, like, I don't have nearly as many issues, like, with this chapter as I've had with Black Clover chapters, like, mm-hmm. for what feels like the last 10 or 12 weeks, you know what I mean? I'm at a point now where I'm just like, just show me what you're going to do, Tabata. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll see. I'm, I'm done. This is definitely a better <laughs> chapter, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to see what, like, the final Saint stage is going to look like. I kind of want to see what, yeah. like, her powers are, like, at what seems to be her new peak. Sure. Um, I do like that uh, Asta, the main protagonist, is like, hey, I'm just going to be cut and useless laying over here, artfully posed, you know, uh, you yeah. know Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Jurassic Park style. <laughs> and it's like, go get him. Go get him, babe. And it's Noel's time to shine. Like, I, I do like that little inversion. It's, yeah. it's fun. For sure, because I was definitely in the camp, like, Asta's here to save the day, you know what I mean? And then now it's like, Asta is useless, you know, Noel, I love you, Asta, but it's hammer time, you know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta get this bitch out of here still, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's all, it's all, um, you know, going against what I, you know, very um, cynically, you know, predicted, so I'm, mm-hmm. I, I love when that happens, and I'm here for it, so. Tabata, take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know the love. The love declaration in the moment felt a little corny and out of place to me. But like looking back now and kind of rereading over it and just the dialogue, it it it, it makes sense at least. And yeah, I guess I guess it fits pretty well. 
it wasn't uh-huh. like a cart before the horse situation at least yeah so like i appreciate that like this yeah. has been well established oh yeah and it's been it like a slow burn to too like we got 300 this is chapter 301 you know what i'm saying so like you know like it like the the length of the series makes this chapter you know feel you know feel good that she that she's finally getting it out there she's finally saying it to herself she's finally acknowledging it it's it's what a lot of people were probably like the last thing we were waiting for you know from noelle's character so it's here we got it it's there it's on the page and we'll see how asta takes it yeah uh it'd be really funny if he ends up with like her cousin <laughs> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't know I'm just, I'm oh gonna... no top is not gonna do that to it's us. a love triangle oh man oh man but oh, they're both mimosa. pretty cool yeah mimosa yeah 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 nah. <laughs> mimosa loves asta too man yeah, yeah exactly i completely forget about that like every time because mimosa is barely a character but yeah man this is wild <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah spade arc baby all right yeah. you guys have anything else i think that about does it for me for this chapter here. yeah me too you guys mm-hmm. well with that i think we can go ahead and move right into what was probably my favorite fucking chapter this week hell yeah number 321 of Bogunoido Academia. academia 321 <laughs> from class a to one for all yeah this man. fucking chapter slap big slap big slap big feels like, look at this look all at... the emotional impact in this chapter bro is... and look at this fucking co- beautiful color spread that starts this fucking spread. chapter yes yes all <laughs> mecha might on them mecha might let's mecha go might on them like, i just want to <laughs> zoom in on this yeah. it's just like all mech. awesome <laughs> Yeah, all mech, yeah. All mech. Oh <laughs> shit. All I bet you it. I bet you people have definitely said that. I wonder I wonder who. I bet you over at on Anarchy's channel they probably oh. said all mech too. He's awesome. Yeah, dude. This no, is a great this is so a great page. Good. Look at Bakugo, you know, with the I clipboard the like hey run his shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love his little stickers on it like yeah. the little bomb on it. Yeah. I love the kind of like the track backpack on Ita. Yeah. Um, like, I just love their, like, outfits. Like, it's yeah. a nice color contrast to, like, the primary, like, yellows, blues, reds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you nice just go change. into cooler teals. Yeah, that's like, dude, mm-hmm. Kohei's color palette has never been an issue. Like, this motherfucker's yeah. color game is amazing. And I love this drawing of Ashido. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Ashido's, like, one of my well, favorite characters in the class. Love when she gets good drawings. Yeah. Something that I also love about the just the perspective of this is it like it's literally from the perspective of just like a candid photo, like caught while they're all working on this thing. Yeah. Like you can oh, see some it's... people just working, doing their thing. Mina, you know, obviously like posing for the picture. Deku right. and Uraraka, like what's up? Like yeah. Bakugo's just not even paying attention. He's yeah. You know, <laughs> Sarah's up there working on it. Like yeah. You could tell someone just... was like, all right, say cheese, and then like these yeah. are the ones that heard it and like you know oh, turned yeah. into like you know, it's and then everyone else is just like. like yeah <laughs> yeah it's gotta be that gal that's like my babies where <laughs> the invention girl. i imagine oh, it's oh like hatsume the, may yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i imagine that the photographer is hatsume mm-hmm. um, and then uh, yeah. just because like the way it is yeah. it's like something, the subject matter for sure for sure yeah. for sure something funny up top too is uh hagakure like trying to pose for the picture almost falling off the beam and mm-hmm. uh sugar rush catching her 
Oh, yeah. no, I didn't like, even it, notice that. Yeah. Protective big brother character. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like very much shows their focus, their yeah. style. Um, man, oh, yeah. I love it. And yeah. I think it's funny that they're like setting up Shoto to be like the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's not Midoriya. It's not Bakugo. It's Shoto. He's nice. going to pilot all mech. Well, that's my uh, MC anyway. So no, I'm kidding. Deku's my, MC. Deku's here, my MC. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me bring that back now. I love Aizawa Todoroki here, as man. pilot. Though. Still got a leg. Twitter, stay your hand. Yeah. Aizawa. Um, it's probably prosthetic. He's got pants on. You think They've got, got an all mech. They can like build that? a hand. They've got an all mech. Yeah, they got I mean, an all mech. No <laughs> he's probably got. They can't bionic. build a hand. Yeah, he's, he's got... probably got bionic prosthetic on him. Yeah. Like they got some dope ass hero technology. Yeah, yeah he's got, got some tight shoes. Some shit. Yeah. Some uh, some... I can't wait. For he's got that motherfucking. Uh, what the fuck? Why am I blanking on it? Goddamn, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, auto mail. He's auto got mail. that auto mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got oh, that auto man. mail. Yeah. You know, so like they talk about how Aizawa has like that memory metal material for his like raps. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for him to get an auto mail that just like just shoots a big like net of that stuff or spools Ooh. it out. Like I'm waiting for that moment where or oh, like yeah. That'd be cool. yeah. or, like a rocket hand. <laughs> rocket hand. <laughs> and I'm a nerd. Rocket leg. <laughs> Hell yeah, but uh Moving into the events of the chapter, I guess we just obviously yeah. start right off with uh, them catching what's dictator. this guy's name? Dictator. Again? Dictator. Yeah. Like, is this during? Is this going on during the fight? Yeah. yeah. Like mid. Right. Because we get like... the yeah we get Kirishima saying like oh there's so much I want to say to him I can't you know get up there type shit. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody keeps everybody that wasn't there last chapter, for the most part. Yep. Gets their, you know, gets their shit in this chapter. And, we didn't uh, get anything from motherfucking my goat, Mister motherfucking Naval Saber. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Got where's Aoyama at? Where's Aoyama at? He's in the chapter with Kirishima. Oh yeah. They run off away from uh, Endeavor to like presumably try and go reach Deku. Oh yeah, page but, page four. Yeah, I'm yeah. page four yeah. here. We. Oui. Uh, I like that Endeavor's just like, hey, this is important for them. Let's not interrupt. Let's let's let them do their thing. Yeah. This yeah. needs to be done yeah. by the kids. These are the and ones that are in the zone right now, yeah. Something this that chapter was really, got me emotional. Mm -hmm. It did. It did, mm -hmm. for real. And something that was like super, and in a lot of different ways, because I, as I'm going to say, this was hella haunting for me on page five, this bottom panel, you know, as he's thinking more and more like your turn. Yeah. your turn and it's like you we see through this visual effect of the kanji on him your turn it's like so ingrained into every fiber of his being at this point that he like literally cannot even escape it wow and that was well said like it's just that was powerful to see that like i'm like damn and as he's saying like you all can't keep up yeah you know yeah. I'm gonna Man. keep it a stack. I didn't notice the I didn't notice the the characters on his on his body. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't. I do. Yeah. I don't know how I missed it, but like I definitely did not think about what you just said. I was like, oh shit. Just I now, like, that. damn, yeah, there's kanji all over him. Yeah. I love how it like all for one really turned a phrase that was used to motivate and like 
reinforced the foundation of Midoriya's psyche and flipped it in around him and turned it into something that's engraved in him and tortures him. Yes, like, and you know it was on purpose probably because he was absolutely. there for the, the your turn, probably yeah. deduced that he was talking to the next inheritor. Right. And he's like, it's your turn, bitch. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Now you fucking with me. Yeah. And now, now I'm fucking turn. with you. It's like, how oh. many inheritors have I fought? It's your turn. Let's go. You're, a, so you're good. a pebble on the roadside. Like, Dude, give I me love... my fucking power back. <laughs> See, <laughs> this chapter to me really epitomizes how I feel like Deku's really grown because I feel like a lot of the complaints I get out of like My Hero Academia from like other fans is that like, oh, Deku's, you know, too soft. He's a bit of a soy boy or something. That he's too sweet. He's never like hard or has an edge. And I'm like, no, he's had an edge. Right. He's had a drive. He's had a core. It mm -hmm. is still, you know, covered in the softness that he allowed himself to be mm -hmm. that he felt was natural. Mm -hmm. And now he's pushed to a point where he's like, that softness doesn't help me. He's like, all of you can't keep up. And he looks like he's in agony. He yeah. hates yeah. saying that, but he's doing his best to push them away. Yeah. yeah, and he's not saying it because he wants to make them feel bad. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people could probably take that, you know, line of dialogue as him like, I don't know, be, maybe being a little looking bit down on him. Yeah, yeah it's like not looking, like yeah, he's, he's like, literally just worried. genuinely, yeah. he genuinely believes it and is worried about them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he's terrified for them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I just fought a hired gun, and you guys are like not listening to me yeah. uh, a hired like, gun that blew up after i beat her so like let's chill and she would have murdered all y'all before i beat her yeah exactly mm -hmm. uh and it's just i like th i like that part um it's just he looks like he's so worried he's in so much pain like, Don't you, like, can't you guys hear me bro like i'm trying to keep y'all alive like y'all are gonna get yourselves mm -hmm. killed i can't have that like, that's how that's what i see in his eyes you know what i mean yeah I love the kind of like throwbacks to like the early chapters because like it reminds me of Stain a little bit. Like mm. Midoriya looks like Stain in this oh, kind of arc where wow. he's he, he's a hero. Mm. He has a goal. He has a vision. He is correct, but he's losing his way. He's trying to do and the right becoming, thing the wrong way, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's becoming much more like Stain. And it's just like, and they're fighting him. And then I love the throwback to the actual Stain arc where Ida is just like, hey, man, helping people. Remember me last time? Is, yeah, is what's the up? essence of a hero, dude. Yeah. And like, that kind of lends oh. to I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if I'm remembering me remembering it because my buddy uh, shout out to my buddy Zach uh -huh. brought it up to me. Shout out Zach, that's the guy. He was like, "Do you, what do you think about Stain potentially being Deku's next mentor?" Mm. That would be so cool. And that could be a cool spin on the situation we saw with Stain on the roof with All Might. Mm -hmm. We didn't know kind of what he was gonna do. He could potentially approach All Might like like what's up like i respect you you're a true hero i don't want no smoke with you yeah. i respect him because he showed me that he also is a true hero yeah. i'm somebody who can keep up with him at this point would you be willing to like pass that torch to me mm. i remember having a conversation about this possibility a long time ago in uh anitube con for the my hero academia panel that we had for anitube con however long ago and it was like me aniki and then like some of his people from the church and things like that and i can't yeah. remember exactly what the we said church. yeah the church of mha yeah, yeah. and i can't remember <laughs> i can't remember um exactly like the the details of the conversation but i'm gonna go back and watch that because we said some like really cool fucking things especially aniki and 
and his people directly related to Stain, you know what I mean? And his potential as um, an ally. Maybe not so much as like, yo, I'm taking you under my wing, let's go. It was a little bit more nuanced than that in the conversation. But, um, or but yeah, maybe definitely. not even a mentor, but a protector. Rather. Sure, like, sure. I can run with him and make sure that he's not stretching himself too thin because yeah. I can actually keep up with him. Yeah, either way, Stain, like, going from, like, a directly antagonistic role to, like, one that we kind of understand a little bit more now that we see Deku in a similar situation, I think would be cool to see in the storytelling um, him come, you know, Stain come into the fold in some form or fashion, even if it's not exactly what we're talking about right now. I feel like we have a very different Stain, you know, now in the story than we did back then, you know what I mean? Yep. So, you never I... know. I wonder, because, like, Endeavor's like, hey, there might be other hired guns. What if Stain is one of the hired guns? Mm. That's just like, hey, this is the thing. And he chose to be part of it, but he's, like, not completely on board with one for all. He doesn't trust gifts like Nagant, yeah. so yeah. he doesn't get booby-trapped. And he's just waiting, and he's watching, and he's witnessing this kid. He's just, like, trying to push his friends away. He watches his friends take him down out of a place of concern. And he's like, you know what? You've grown, Ida. Like, maybe you do have what it takes to be a hero. And he's just like, hey, you can try to capture me now. I'll fucking cut you down. Yeah. But I would like that if Stain is seeing this moment from Ida and, like, respecting him a little bit. I think that, that we can be a cool moment. Yeah, I think but we can assume that Stain think... is watching all of this happen because they've yeah. shown him, like, in the cracks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, in, in, the, in an alley, you know, like, offhandedly, like, every mm -hmm. couple chapters or so, so... Yeah, like, I think yeah, he's coming yeah. back. I think, I think he's he, sure. I think he already has too much respect for Deku to where if all for one did approach him with the offer, like, you want to hunt my man's down, he'd be like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah. But he could also maybe kind of go in a sort of undercover role with it mm -hmm. and, like, accept the offer knowing that he's going to play it at a different angle. Oh, like you damn. Like saying, Mello. You know? Yeah, so then maybe so then maybe he um maybe he's watching right now because he's waiting for an opportunity to talk to Deku because he did take that offer and he watched what happened with Deku versus Nagant and he's like, Oh, I got a bomb in my neck. This is the suicide squad right now. Like, okay, well now like I definitely don't want to die, so now I have to talk to Midoriya and kinda like work together with him to like fucking make sure I don't get exploded and plus whatever Ooh, else we were we were talking at about. At the same time it's character. like mm -hmm. all for one almost had like a an ability to sense that Nagant was talking oh, to Deku sure. and being turned yeah, by him. So yeah, yeah, if that yeah, happens yeah. with Stain, he's just going to get blown up. Right. I think I'm a little more along the lines of Melo's thought there where he wouldn't take the gift. Yeah, me you too. Know? He'd be like, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need all that. I'm mm -hmm. cold enough. But then, like, now here's a situation where it's like, okay, so uh, All for One approached you as a candidate for this, and you said no, and he just let you walk? I mean, like, I can understand all the other Tartarus people that get broken out and then they just run away and All Might doesn't want them or just doesn't run into them for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But, like, I want to assume, like, if he's approaching you, it's because you're either going to do what he wants or you're going to die right there. You know what I mean? So unless maybe, Stain got the fuck not. out of there in some kind of, like, wild way or something, I don't know. But it's really, that's uh, just what I assume of All for One. I, don't, we don't I have, mean, yeah. maybe or maybe not. Like, the only, uh, for me... I think the only reason All for One ever feels like he really needs to kill anybody is if he wants their quirk. Like, mm. everybody is kind of just fodder to him. Like, he's like, yeah. oh, you don't want you don't want to help me out? Yeah. There's 10 I, other people who will, like, yeah. whatever, I don't care about you. Mm -hmm. maybe, if, maybe if he knew what Stain's quirk was, he might be a little more inclined to... Yeah, because Stain's shit is not nothing oh. to fuck with, yeah. Oh, Especially man, not that'd be terrifying if it had, like... <laughs> like toga with stain's ability would be mm. horrifying 
she'd be so powerful. Like if well, she, she had the combo, ability too. Yeah, that's right. She does. Yeah. She, yeah. she could turn into people, and then if she can get some blood, she paralyzes them. She, she, and she gets more blood, and then she can Jesus. just turn into someone. Like, Jesus. yeah, brutal stuff. Um, yeah. but maybe yeah, like. You know, they talked about how Aerie is becoming more powerful. So, like, maybe Stain does have a bomb in his neck. And mm. he's like, hmm, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to be a pawn <laughs> to the ultimate evil, in my view. The um, Aerie thing, I don't know. Like, that. maybe they, like, defuse it somehow? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely don't want Aerie to just be, like, that plot device that, like, removes yeah. stakes from situations, but, like... Right, like, because I'm thinking they can't do go too crazy with it, because, like, oh, right. Aerie gets to a point where she can just, like, rewind Mirio to get his quirk back, rewind right. Aizawa, and now he's got his leg back. And Ooh, the Mirio wow. stuff was already very polarizing inside of the community, you know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. when, when, when Aerie, you know, did that, like, kind of off-screen, you know, for the most part, you know what I mean? Like, that, that pissed a lot of people off. I was kind of fine with it i guess you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's like you now that we know that she has these capabilities in a trained disciplined form now you know it's kind of like the issue that you run into over in the west where you have all of these wild characters like franklin richards who are reality mm -hmm. warpers and they can literally just think things into existence or think things out of existence and you, as a reader you're like okay well why doesn't he just solve every conflict you know what i mean one obviously you know they're not going to do that because that wouldn't be you know entertaining or compelling but also you have to make it make sense why they're not there if you're not going to use them if they exist in the world so you have to write franklin richards you know in a different dimension when something else is happening or you have to give some kind of caveat to this wildly capable character that you mm -hmm. will think about whenever the world is in danger and go where is that person you know what i mean so airy you know being at the place that she's at right now i feel like we can't really help but think that if anybody does get seriously injured or or anything like that, that Aerie will be there to kind of like help them. But obviously she's off site and you have to bring the person to them. They have to survive, you know, so there's still things that make it yeah. tense. But it, it does create an awkward um, kind of situation when you think about conflict in My Hero Academia, knowing Aerie is yeah. there in a disciplined form. You know what I mean? She does seem like she's like the new recovery girl, because I feel like yeah, recovery sure. girl is going to get decommissioned sure. or killed off or just be too old to be like there's you know the world's a war there's been an apocalypse to a sort of way of life now she's stretched super thin so Aries gonna be kind of the thing but the whole caveat she can undo damage but it has to be somewhat recent right. so like like uh stain getting a bomb in his neck that's recent enough that they could do it but yeah. it's not like they couldn't do it for aizawa they wouldn't be able to do it for like well they did for mirio and mirio lost mirio. his quirk who knows how long ago and then she just had to yeah. train with the frogs and then, and then she like... just never got it yeah yeah well like i love that hope but like never actually achieving it and then she did you know just being a gadget here oh he has his quirk? yeah he got it yeah it was see oh, see yeah. see it was so quick and so out of nowhere that's why it was <laughs> so polarizing because it's so it's so easy to forget because he was there got his quirk back box some 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 nomu and then like you know we haven't really seen him again since then so it's definitely no, like wild. easy to forget yeah, yeah see now i was thinking of too many constraints right um, right 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 but that's just how my brain works yeah for sure yeah. um but that's what i mean though it's like now airy is there now airy is here yeah. she and we and she's already achieved a very drastic like probably the one thing that like we knew that she was going to do and that we wanted her to do you know what i mean so if we already have that but, example there, it's like, how are they going to use it in the future then? Yeah. Well, you know, you'd like to think there's some sort of like drawback or caveat because sure. with Recovery Girl, um, she can only do so much and then she's like 
super physically exhausted or like something like that. Something like that. So, you know, now that like Chisaki's not just force activating her quirk and she's actually using it herself, there must be some type of either physical or like mental maybe drawback where she can't overuse it to, yeah. to the point we're thinking where it's like there's where it gets be no comical. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and, like, I, and, maybe and, and we have all of yeah. damage. Yeah, I have she all can of maybe the... come in and reverse it. But like, I don't think it's going to happen too, too often. Yeah, I don't Hopefully think that anyway. I have all the faith in the world that Kohei's not going to bring Airy to like a comedic level of, you know, um, rewind and, and, and recovery. And, you know, like, I, I, I don't think he would do that. I think he knows what like what he's doing and that he put Airy in the story for a reason. It's not going to hinder you know too yeah. many things or make things feel too weird i feel like he's got a really good plan of how he wants to go about that because everything has been really tight you know inside of of um of my hero academia for the most part you know what i mean there's not too much hand wavy shit going on you know what i mean so i feel like he's very self-aware in that way yeah he treats her very delicately um mm -hmm. but like there's just something of like the art in this chapter is very evocative of like various things they've done in like previous arcs mm -hmm. like like i love that mineta and suyu are doing stuff in tandem yeah that reminds me of like the the jump star arc jump star uh, what was going on uh, in that? not jump star it was the one where like the nomu was first introduced i'm oh yeah, yeah 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 the, the, the first yeah. attack on ua yeah, yeah yeah the first attack because i like yeah. the like because the, the exploding ice kind of reminds me of the uh the big splash of the waves when they were messing around on the ship and like, yeah yeah, yeah. They even have a little like cameo with mineta is like hey i liked you better when you were scared and yeah working with us yeah. instead of doing it all on your own mm -hmm. um like i think it's really smart uh i really liked the um kind of like the following pages what reminds me of the training session where they're jumping over the buildings and stuff yeah to yeah. do racing and then wow um like when they use the combination of like zero percent acidity freezing it making the wave and then choosing ida mimics the time they rescued Bakugo and they chose someone that they would listen to and who is Deku's best friend? It's yeah. Ida. Yeah. Like, well, I even, love that. What's mm -hmm. even more powerful than that about them choosing Ida or you know, maybe Ida being even the one that said like I need to do this based on the situation is like the juxtaposition to the stain situation where Ida yeah. was like stay the fuck out of my fucking business. affairs yeah like, <laughs> this is my business i gotta handle this he yeah. fucked my brother up and i'm gonna get revenge don't help me yeah. and like aside from all that todoroki and deku you know the two main people like todoroki and ida here going after deku todoroki yeah. and deku aside from all the shit ida said went and helped him yeah. got through to him in that moment like you can't isolate yourself in this way and like you need to get help from the people who are here for you right and Ida saying this basically the same message to him. And I think, you know, this quote from Ida might even be a direct quote from Deku in that chapter where he saved him from Stain. Mm -hmm. Because is. giving help that's not asked for is what makes a true hero. Yeah. That's so powerful that it came from Ida. Yeah, for real. Just given the juxtaposition back to that moment. And like they're both just in tears here and like Deku finally letting go. Yeah. And 
crying, you know, and we get that goes back to the dialogue from uh, Bakugo, I think, where mm-hmm. he's like, "You're so like hell bent on this on this life you think you got to live that you won't even let yourself cry." Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like everything. Oh, man, that was the so perennial crybaby of my entire life, like you won't like because he was like i love that like deku was able to like healthily expose his emotions yeah right and so like for him to bottle it up like that was against his character and not healthy and i like that the series recognizes that the vulnerability is real oh hell yeah even the placement of the chapter title at the end of the chapter on the final two pages was like so powerful because right under that final panel with ida and deku is that from class A to one for all, man. Yes. Like, oh, fucking Kohei was in his goddamn bag this chapter. I want Kohei to, to direct movies. <laughs> I feel you like this is. To... I feel like this is the kind of shit. Like just like his compositional, um, the way that he composes chapters just feels like a movie most of the, like a lot of the time. And like the dramatic inserts that he does in the form of putting the chapter title on the last fucking page. It's like decision making like that it's like this dude's creative as fuck bro and it's not like we yeah. never see that you know it's like we've never seen the the chapter you know of a page somewhere other than the first page you know what i mean but but or the chapter title somewhere other than the first page but it's just like everything like that kohei does artistically just like it makes me feel like he, he would be a cold-blooded director it. yeah <laughs> we do it keeps doing it like uh yeah. like with like endeavor's redemption right like mm-hmm. the title card near the end where it's like endeavor and the family Yep. Meet the kind of like there was like you know uh, a bittersweet reunion or whatever it was called, um, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think you know Knox what you said about how we've seen it you know in other mm-hmm. chapters or from other manga or whatever. But I do think you know thinking back that this is a technique Horikoshi um, utilizes often in the chapters where yeah. he'll I feel he'll like we see it a put, lot. He'll put chapter titles on certain pages that match up with like what you're seeing in the events of the chapter, yeah. like pretty often. I feel like. Yeah, I, I can think of a couple examples off the top of yeah. my head just now. So, yeah, man, Kohei, put Kohei on a movie, man. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> can we just like talk about like the Matrushka like maneuvers that they prepared to like get Ida to? Dude, yeah, like, like, let's just talk Deku? about the art in general, like the paneling. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out, like, the paneling on like page six, like, super sick, uh, with like, you know, Froppy's like tongue, like, going across multiple panels. You know what I mean? And like, whip, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's what that is. But yeah, like, just like that whipping panel at the bottom of like page six, and then like the way that um, Kohei puts characters in the gutters of the panels. I mean, a lot of manga could do that, but it just like feels so like aesthetically perfect on Kohei's pages. More so yes. than I feel like in a lot of other manga that I see, because you see, you know, you see um, character drawings pop out, you know, outside of the panel like all the time. You know what I mean? Like in the gutters and shit in between panels. So like that's not new, but like his artistic sense is just so fire. You know it what I mean? So good. Like yeah. even on the page seven, right? Like Mineta hitting him with the beads from behind, uh, sharing a speech bubble with himself into the next panel. Yeah. Having Midoriya like look down at him because that's the angle he's actually looking at. Yes. And you hear like Mineta say all this stuff and like I love that the next panel is Midoriya shutting his eyes, hiding yeah. from the truth, like trying to yes. shut it all out like mm-hmm. oh that's so good yeah. and um, even going on to the next page with raraka mm-hmm. you know somebody he's very close to obviously has been since day one like 
when she's trying to say words to him, like he can't even look at her. He can't even open his eyes. Yeah, he doesn't even open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eyes are he closed the whole time her. around Uraraka. Wow, I didn't he notice that. He face her, yeah. period. And he, he knows what she's thinking. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He knows what she's thinking because they had that conversation about Bakugo. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he knows that he can't even like look at her without like doing that. But like, and then like um, pages 10, 11, and the big spread on 12 and 13. So Acid Man, protective coating, it really kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, what's going on? They're making a sled? No, they put Ida inside that sled, froze it, used Todoroki to launch them forward using the uh, heat wave because he does the flash freeze to freeze the acid coating. Uraka touches them. And then Araka hits it with the thing, gets the whole thing flying, and then uh, Shoto is done after being flung. And then it's just, I thought it was just Bakugo on that thing. And I was like, okay, so he's going to be the one to save him. And he's like, no. And then he blows up the whole acid yeah. man, frozen acid man. Yeah. And it's Ida inside that sled that they froze. Like this guy held his breath. Yeah. And she brings down the acidity to like 0.1% so that it doesn't mm-hmm. burn through Ida inside mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Wow. See, so it's like, it's literally like a spaceship. The spaceship goes up. And mm-hmm. then the rest of it like falls down while just like the tip continues or whatever. Yes, yeah, it felt and like just that this, so much. Yeah. This blasting speed turbo cluster into the like grabbing of Ida's boots, and then yeah. another fucking yeah. and, like sends his ass up at Mach one. He's yeah. like, <laughs> he's got the G force face. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And I love that his like his armor is fucked up because. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> of the force of this speed, yeah, and, and the, the force explosion of just being exploded from, the from yeah. behind, like mm-hmm. being unable to like escape the impact while being encased in frozen acid, like that's. Yeah. Nuts. But the fact that they can pull this off, because like this is a lot going on here, and this is very calculated. This is like teamwork in you know the best teamwork ever, and on top of that, you handled everything in the heat of the moment in a way that didn't really hurt Ida at all. You know what I mean? Like you blew this man, like you you shattered, you know, like you blew him up. You know what I mean? Like you guys have that much control, you know, like of the situation and of your quirks and 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 everything yeah. that he came out of this like pretty much unharmed for being encased in ice and blown up. Like that's it says a lot with, about like how far they've come physically. You know what I mean? With yeah. dynamite's cluster bomb, like carpet yeah. bomb attack, yeah. like yeah. I love the drawing on the cluster too. It's so like sparkly, mm-hmm. but like there's no like cgi like sparkle like effects or whatever word i'm looking for you know what i mean that's just like you know penmanship like for the most part like entirely like that's a cool drawing you know what i mean is what i'm saying basically it definitely like uses that space really well Mm -hmm. uh it reminded me of that one exploding guy from siren a little bit yeah it reminded me of that like carpet bombing attack that he did at one i haven't thought about siren in a long time bro That's yeah. That's yeah. That's a throwback. Yeah. Like it threw. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um. I don't remember exactly what you're talking about from Siren, but just hearing the fucking title Siren. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Ah damn. It was like one of the first do like major bad guys, and he's his whole thing was that he could just wave his arm and things would explode. Right. Like, right. Oh yeah. Nuts. Um. But I love Ida using his stuff as a jetpack and like sacrificing his armor, his glasses, everything just to get to this hand. Uh, like it t- 
took it hurt them to get to him mm-hmm. like they sacrificed themselves to get to him and i love that i love that yeah i like the successor uh you know meditating on that stuff and i love because like the those reaffirmation his resolve mm-hmm. those who can match his pace yeah. ah! so fucking yeah, man yeah this was the best chapter this week for sure i want to say <sighs> yeah. I think this is my favorite one as excited as I am about Jujutsu Kaisen, this was this was hands down my favorite chapter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... my hero is just in a climactic emotional point in character arcs. You know what I mean? So like that's where Kohei is really in his bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like Jujutsu is setting things up. Like it's back and that's hype, but it's more so setting things up than like this obviously very dramatic, you know, character arc you know, converge, like uh, convergence. Yeah. Uh, I love the reaffirmation of like, Hey, I want to help him as if he want to take my hand. I love like if Deku can feel that for Shigaraki, then yeah. Deku should be able to accept it for himself. It's a good thing. I love that. He's finally kind of accepting that. Cause he, he sacrifices himself every time for others. Right. Like Deku's fatest flaw, biggest flaw is that he can't take care of himself. Yeah. Personally, he he'll, he'll martyr himself to like succeed. Yeah, yeah, um, he will. We've seen him do it. <laughs> yeah, for the first like 150 chapters, he had Dude, broken limbs every chapters. chapter. First five chapters. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 doing the entrance exam. Oh my god, my arms. <laughs> um, and I like fall, this man. on page 17. I really like the line. I will not. Ingenium the hero will dash no! across the land to take a lost child by the hand. I was going to bring that up. That's Ida's oh, bar, man. The fact That's that he's I've... yes, the fact that he says this line of dialogue as Ingenium and not like as Ida to Deku, I feel like does a lot because not only are you reinforcing like the heroic aspect of what you're doing, you know what I mean? Like I am a professional hero. Professional heroes do this. You know what I mean? And he's 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 still a friend to Deku, and that's obviously why he's here in this situation. But just the icing on the cake is like speaking as a hero and not mm-hmm. as Ida is just like well, massive for the end of the chapter. Yeah. Also, right. The subtle reminder that Deku is still a fucking child. Thank you. Yo. We'll dash across the land to take a lost child by the hand. Like yeah. my, my guy you're fucking lost bro and we're yeah. still kids like yeah. we're still let us fire. out bro. fire i love that moment it's like we're still Man. kids let us help you yeah. like For real we're friends we're a great peers. point eagle well Thank you for catching that. I, yeah. I that was that was the part that, that I was actually like really trying to get like, run up to. I was like, <laughs> yeah. not to be a Pac Man and just gobble up everything in sight. <laughs> I'm I'm really just, yeah, ex- just I'm jazzed up about this chapter. Yeah, uh, for real. This was a too. great fucking chapter. But I think that's about all I had for it. I think I'm good too. I'm man. spent. All right. Good yeah. shit. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into the peace, daily easy stone. Chapter 1020 of One Piece. Uh. <laughs> Robin versus Black Maria. Look at this cover page. Yeah, this cover it's... page like threw me for real. I was like, yo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guess your hair does totally look like illustrated tempura. Never thought about it before. <laughs> I just like that the request was by a guy called 420 Land. 
Nice. Oh, I didn't even see that. I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dream what right the there. Fuck, <laughs> please, please, can you do this? That is definitely I think about this all the time, and I need to see it on the page. Maybe I got really hungry one day, and I saw his hair, and I was like, hmm, that'd be good. Yeah. wonder if I could put that in a fan mail. Yeah. 420 land, I wonder. Um, well, never mind. What? I don't know if that has anything to do with... Um, <laughs> with you know 420 stuff or related Wait, things is there but a hidden like, meaning to the number 420 I, I, maybe it, maybe you know what i mean like like obviously like our minds go like you know somewhere right away but i was like thinking i'm like man i'm pretty sure like all the people that get these you know requests um accepted are like japanese people and that's why i was like never mind because i'm pretty sure like people just smoke weed everywhere you know what i mean like like where you are it doesn't really like matter i know it's a lot stricter you know, in Japan, when when it comes to, to to drugs and those kind of laws, but just like 420 land, I like automatically thought, like, is this an American request? <laughs> you Not know what me, I mean? Straight edge, clean living. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it really matters where you are. But um, but yeah, great, great, great um request. But yeah, moving into the uh, the chapter. Yeah, we get immediate confirmation on what Yamato's fruit is, the mythical version of the dog dog fruit the uh makami a rare mythical wolf uh which is also a guardian spirit of wano yeah you know, mm -hmm. fits with the fact that she wants to protect it obviously yeah like, um they're one of the protector spirits um if you ever played the video game okami that's that's like a shortening of the name. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even so know that. That's fire. Which, which game? Fire wolf. Okami. Man. Remember, like the white wolf that with like the fire tail, and it and, could like, paint its and it way could through. paint its way through like shit. Yeah. It was like an early Wii game, I think. It was on PS2. PS2. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure the original, the one that I remember. Okami PlayStation. Let's just do this right now before I need to know. It's gonna drive me fucking crazy. Exactly. Yeah, this was uh, 2006. So yeah, PlayStation 2. Dating myself, followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Everybody yeah, we knows we're to... old as fuck. <laughs> right. We just get some more, uh, some more kind of dialogue from Kaido. He's trying to sway Yamato over to his side. Like, listen, why don't you just side with me? Run Wano. Keep this weapons factory shit going. Like, uh, it'll be all you know, right. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker like... type shit. <laughs> Yamato's like, nah, my G. I'm about to. We about to defend this country. Yeah. But to do the um, things that Odin would do. So take this yeah. Namuji Glacier Fang. Rah, and then it goes into Hell this like yeah. really cool like Rah. explosion there. <laughs> 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 but no, uh. it goes into this like really cool um it goes into <laughs> it goes into this really cool like explosion that like totally makes a yin yang symbol almost, you know what I mean? Which yeah. which which like yeah, which which and I saw this really cool fucking tweet on um Twitter re regard related to uh man, who said it? Oh, I just want to pull it up right now. It was so cool. I should have I should have remembered that before the conversation but someone broke it down like tama um you know yamato and like pretty basic and like all the other utility characters uh you know like basically all like represent something in like ancient yeah, japanese yeah. lore 
you know, and it, and it all fit in like perfectly with like, oh yeah, Marco was in included because there's the tiger inside of Zoro. There's the mm -hmm. pheasant inside of, of Marco. There is, you know, obviously Yamato and what he's supposed to be. I can't remember the name of the, of the, um, the fruit off the top of my head, Okuchi no Mikami, which all goes into this like clash of good and evil and balance. And like, it was just a beautiful thread, you know, and like, and I was like looking at the, and then I was looking at this, um, this page and it's like, oh man, it's making a fucking yin yang ball explosion. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that dude is like spot on with what he was saying on Twitter in the, inside of that analysis. But yeah. Um, cool. like, <clears throat> like the Okuchi no Mikami thing. Yeah. It's actually about, uh, like one of the stories is that there was a wolf spirit that was worshipped in Shintoism at the base of a mountain and they talked about how um, if you, if there's like through neglect uh, there were several days where they do not feed the wolf it becomes thin, emaciated, and weak mm. and they borrowed the wolf and neglected to feed it and misfortune came to them to that, so, to that person from, mm. from that person and they were surprised so I like the idea that like you know Wano is being starved and it is you know reflective of that it's yeah it's it's absolutely super japan yeah uh, <laughs> yeah for sure but like i do like the cultural nods i like a lot of the like guardian beasts the four like the four cardinal directions yeah that you see in a lot of manga but this is like really good because like the pheasant the phoenix yeah. the the biako though the white tiger um oh yeah you have seiryu the dragon, dragon biako the yeah. tiger genbu the turtle and then suzaku the phoenix mm -hmm. so i think, I think we haven't i don't know it's been a while since i've seen you yuhaka show but that's where i first saw that stuff yeah, yeah yeah and so the turtle can be many things it's come out in different interpretations that sometimes like it's a rhino in one series or mm -hmm. uh, a bull in another it's one of those things mm -hmm. uh it's definitely a representative of, like an earth beast yeah of course yeah. um going into this scene with robin bro i was scared for a second because i like remembered the kiku scene like with fucking you know uh uh conjuro uh, yeah conjuro and like odin and shit and i was like oh no are they gonna get they're gonna get Robin lacking like that, you know what I mean? But no, Robin, Robin totally leaned into it and was like, "Yeah, I know, I know this is Cap, but it's cool to see my people a little bit." You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Let's yeah. go, Robin!" Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. this was something too where I was like, "She better not be falling for this." She's yeah, I saw in your she's reaction. Learned and experienced enough to know this yeah. is some bullshit. Like these people are dead; they ain't coming back. Right? You know, I want to say that Kiku should have been too. Yeah. I want to say that Kiku shouldn't have shouldn't have um, succumbed to you know that scene. That's something that like I think about like all the time. In that. Something though we can give lend to you know a little bit of credence or justification for the Kiku situation is mm -hmm. that she also I believe was um, transported through time, right? So for her, way more recent oh, than twenty years. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, you cool. know, for, for Kiku, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more fresh, the wound still, like, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost it's... maybe a month or two ago was the last time she, you know, saw Odin. Yeah, True. yeah, yeah, True. that's a pretty and good point. Robin is probably the most mature of the group. Sure. She's had time to, like, harden her heart and, like, toughen up and, like, be emotionally resilient. Like, even then, like, even when Brooks was like, oh, don't do it, and she's like... Oh, I know. I was really just getting in closer and appreciating the moment for what it was. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm bitch slapping all of these guys. Down. Precious. 
Dude, it was so Chris good. Chris Mono! Chris Hit him with the... Mink, mm, mink, 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 mink. Uppercuts on him and actually fucked him up, too. Like, ooh, yeah. bloody mouth. Mm -hmm. But when they pulled out Saul, man, I was like, ah, you Yeah, it was, bitch. man, turning the page into Saul was fucked. You dirty bitch. Daddy, she, 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 she gave him the laugh, yeah. too. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, how... Oh, man. Can they mimic like the speech patterns and stuff? I guess that must be a cat. It's all a part of, of like, the illusion. It's all a part of like, yeah. because like, how do they even know to spawn Saul, you know, and, and Clover and everyone anyway? It has to all be, you know, entirely psychological inside of the mind of, yeah, of, mm -hmm. uh, of Robin. Well, I mean, like, I think that like traditionally most like Incubus or Succubi or Deceiver Demons mm -hmm. all have that thing where they initiate a probe, like a magic tether that reaches into the person and then whatever, like they pump the magic towards the victim and then the victim's mind produ like produces all the information right, they would they need, need yeah. to create that illusion. It's right. not specific. It's just, it's targeted. Yeah. yeah. But it's You're going to think like, about whatever is like the most, yeah. you know, potent for you to think about in this moment. And Black mm -hmm. Maria obviously would have no control over that because she's never met these characters before. So Especially yeah. with like, like, they actually name these characters now. Like, Nura One, Kunyun, Tenjo Sagari, like, White Snake Smile Fruit, uh, Hog Nose Snake. Like, there's always stories about, like, in Japan, about, like, snake-like women that are, are magically beautiful, the most, like, your exact type, and then suddenly they're horrible monsters and they're constricting <laughs> you to death and, you know, eating you. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, another one of the numbers here, Kunyun. Yeah. Numbers have been like super underwhelming for me this entire arc so far. I feel like they're they we're probably gonna get like some drastic numbers shit eventually, hopefully. But I feel like they were kind of like built up to be a little bit more um, threatening than they kind of have been. Is that they yeah. felt? Is that you guys? I mean, what from I'm the cell we got, but like they're just yeah. big motherfuckers. Yeah, they're just know? big motherfuckers, and that's fine if that's if that's all they were you know supposed to be. It's just me personally. I thought that they were gonna be like this, you know, and it's probably more you know on me than anything to to expect that kind of thing. But usually when you hype up something you know that long before they're used you know what i mean it's because oda's trying to dunk on you with some crazy shit you know what i mean and, and mm -hmm. they, they got time you know what i'm saying but like the ones that we've seen so far i've just been like oh damn that's the numbers and it's, and it's, it's that easy all right fine you know what i mean it's yeah. just a little bit little under i mean but... they'll probably pop up post wano like sure. they can't kill all of them they're gonna show up later sure. like oh yeah. hey it's the smile user or hey it's this number they're just giants and it is one piece um, oda loves reusing characters yeah, as often yeah, as he possibly yeah. can hey you know what everyone's a survivor yeah absolutely <laughs> except for that fire flame wheel guy no <laughs> he's, not... <laughs> he's not a survivor he's donut man He's out. <laughs> Juan Yudo, yeah. He's just like, yeah, I do like the... Oh, oh, like... oh. Were you talking about Ace? No. Oh. I wasn't talking about... Oh, I mean, we, said, we, <laughs> oh, we well, all we... thought you were just shitting on Ace. We were like, whoa. Like, mm. no, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> See, I repressed that. I repressed that trauma. I didn't think about that. I was thinking on the next page, oh. on page oh, nine. Oh, one you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, flame wheel, a literal flame wheel. And they're like, are you talking about who? And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? I definitely thought you were talking about Ace there. Holy no. shit. I bet you everybody listening probably did too, because we were talking oh, about yeah. characters like, don't die. And you were like, except for that fight. <laughs> that one fire guy. 
Twitter, stay your blade, please. They're literally going crazy on the keyboard. What do you say about my goat? <laughs> no. Hashtag cancel Mello. <laughs> Yo, like dead ass going crazy. <laughs> that no, gif, no. that gif of uh, of of Kermit the Frog Kermit. at the typewriter, like. Ah. <laughs> Holy shit! Mercy, no. Funny. I was just talking about how yeah. Brooke is just destroying these sentient weapons because yeah. Yeah. they got souls, and that's honestly a little worrisome. Like I got soul you're murdering damage. a weapon. Yeah, you're, you're murdering a weapon. It has yeah. a soul now. Confirmed. Oh. Cold soul. Yeah. Well, um, and so yeah. that. You know, that, oh, this is major, mm -hmm. low-key. Mm. There's, like, always been speculation about whether, like, devil fruits carry a soul within them because of the way the devil fruit reincarnation works. This is, like, damn near confirmation of that. Even though this is a smile, is it? they function yeah. similarly. Yeah. And I, I do believe the smiles also reincarnate. Mm. Um, yeah, no, we've seen it from Caesar smile, uh, smiley on on punk hazard reincarnated yeah. into the apple so they function similarly brooke is able to manipulate the soul within this smile fruit weapon which means that there are confirmed souls within devil fruits in my opinion oh that's really cool it's feeling, also, it's feeling pretty good right now that's yeah. major that is major it that's also the confirms thing. weapons having souls as being a thing not just like like along with the devil fruits and the well yeah well how else are they gonna like, fucking eat the devil fruits that's like been a major question it's like you know spandom like funk freed my sword it was a sword that ate the elephant devil fruit or whatever the fuck it was and like when, yeah. when that line of dialogue first came out in the storytelling i was like or no, 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 what? that isn't even the first time we heard it. The first time we heard it was Alabasta with Mr. Three and, uh, that and the dog fucking, and like, dog the, gun? yeah, the dog gun or whatever. Mr. Four. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Four, Mr. Four, my bad, my bad. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Like, that's, the, that's the first time we heard about it, I think. And ever since that came out, I was like, bro, what do you mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what do you mean, brother? Mean? Yeah, I'm like, what's... what are you doing? What are you on about? Yeah, it's, an, well, inanimate, actually, it's an inanimate object, isn't it? It makes sense that the like mr four has a living weapon and then these people the numbers and cypher pole also have living weapons like this is all connected like even as far as alabasta they had this organization that's numerically themed uh with like cypher pole and stuff oh man now i'm thinking of ohara's theory he has this crazy theory on his channel about like the true meaning of like one piece and shit and there was this drastic thing he said about anise lobby where it's like anise is like not a word you know what i mean but if you take the d you know from the will of d and you put it in front of anise lobby now it says denies you know what i mean and then he did that he took the d and he put it in front of one piece and it said done piece you know and there was this crazy theory related to that but now i'm trying to put the d in front of a whole bunch of fucking words in one piece cypher pole d cypher eh, oh. i don't know i don't know i don't know you know what i mean it's like that dude's that dude's theories got me like doing all this fucking crazy shit now yeah. when I read one piece and well, it's like I was just shout out to ohara for real to like have that foreshadowed so far in the series yeah like, this is this is 
a thousand plus chapters in and we're just like oh wait what (laughs) like cypherpole wants to turn souls into weapons and i like how they reduce people into numbers they have a very cruel arithmetic to how they balance the world Mm -hmm. they they treat the world like a spreadsheet and i think that that's you know that's their version of the illuminati whereas like you know the protagonists they're the real antagonists of the series um because of that because luffy is all about heart and like treating people like people regardless not treating them like a stereotype not treating them like a number or value Mm -hmm. people inherently have value and i like that a lot fuck yeah dude yeah fuck yeah yeah, man, but, getting back uh, into this combat though, bruv. This is yeah. uh, this is gonna be really cool to see in animated form because I feel like there's a lot of like position movement. There's a lot of like big attacks in this one, and a lot of like really cool perspectives that we're seeing inside of like Brooks combat and whatnot. Inside of like the fights that I'm like excited to see, I feel like the fights inside of these like last like four chapters are gonna be like massive episodes of well i mean obviously we're inside of the fucking like climax of the conflict or moving towards it so all of this stuff like now that the action is really rolling is just going to be an incredible sight to see inside the anime we've been getting a fucking movie every week inside of the fucking anime anyway so like but yeah everything's gonna be crazy but like this fight specifically i feel like it's gonna be really cool because fucking when was the last time that robin turned up you know what i mean and she has such a cool yeah. fighting style to be animated you know what i mean like the way that her mm-hmm. shit spawns you know in the anime and shit like i'm so and like brooks like ice attributes and shit like you know in the anime are super tight so far too like this is going to be one hell of an episode when it's yeah. when it's adapted i yeah. really like it um i love like i love nico robin's fighting style it reminds me of um netero yeah, especially in this uh, yeah. in this gigante fruit. Yeah, bro. And with the has fucking... she like made a copy of herself a little bit? Yeah, before? she's cloned. Like, she's entirely okay. cloned herself in this arc okay. already. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Because I was like, man, that's that's a big like detailed version of herself. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure. used to her just doing hands and legs, and, right? Like, fingers. Yeah. And this stuff. is the first time she spawned like a a stand ish type with like her head giant behind her and things like this a that was yeah yeah this is the first time <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time that we've kind of seen something like this but yeah earlier in the arc when she was doing reconnaissance on the Onibabanshu, they caught her lacking and then like chased her into a corner and then went to go jump on and her she was she... like blue that shit was so drastic bro i remember that God, I hope we get more clone shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say it's, it's, it was tight to see, you know, just like more, more, uh, solidification of the, like the dynamic between the crew and how much they trust each other with, you know, Black yes. Maria kind of shitting even more on Sanji here. Like he's the laughing stock of the whole island now and he's supposed to be the second strongest dude in your crew, third strongest yeah. dude in your crew. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and yeah. she's like, no. He's a kind man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's good. He knew he couldn't beat. She knows, like, the only reason he didn't beat your ass is because of principle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. If you didn't have those uh, those gazangas, <laughs> your ass would be on the floor right now, for real. The line of dialogue here, I just have to bring up the, uh, the fan translation versus the official translations because it's so fucking egregious. It's been a while since I've like complained about the official versus like fan scan translations in One Piece. I just have to say right here, did I strike a nerve? 
uh, or wait, no, in the official, did I hurt your feelings? No, he's a very kind man. You don't need to know what it means that Sanji relied upon me for help. He is truly worthy of being the wings of the King of Pirates. That's what we get in this um, in in the official, official. and that and yeah. that's fine. That feels that feels fine. But then remembering the fan scan, did I strike a nerve? Not at all. He's a kind soul, and you'll never understand just how much it means for him to rely on me. He's one of the wings that'll allow the pirate king to soar. Oh, that's way so better. Poetic. Way better. That's so poetic. And and she Love and that. she says one of the wings because we know that the wings are Zoro and Sanji. You know what I mean, or whatever. You know, we can well, yeah, and it's kind of confusing. You know? Well, no, something that was pointed out to me in the in the live reaction yeah. that I did. Uh, yeah. Somebody in the chat said that there's actually an interview in the past where Oda described Sanji and Zoro both as the wings. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. And so, in this official wow. translation, I'm surprised that wouldn't be reflected. Yeah. Um, like the fan translation did. Right. And especially being the the official translation you know you'd think they would know about these interviews and these these yeah. things he said and like reflect that in the translation yeah but it was like it was even more off-putting because like if you didn't know about the translation i went into this whole thing about like well what do you think zoro is like the fangs or the teeth or the oh <laughs> because yeah, i, I thought that? it made a lot of sense that sanji would be called the wings based on fly. his aerial abilities yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. zoro was made or uh like the you know, talent Jimbe is like the fins or something. And Zoro's like, <laughs> like the talons, you know. So the pirate like, king is just a giant fucking chimera. chimera. <laughs> no, but that's just as like the yeah. way it's described as Luffy's yeah, yeah. guys, you know. Yeah, what I'm for sure, like, for sure. I'm thinking of like uh, to, final you know. boss Lady Dimitrescu, but it's Luffy at the top going meat. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah man i don't know i just had to point that out man because Stephen paul blew it bro he dropped the ball on that. that that translation is buns and i and i don't usually like you know like earlier on early on in 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 the life of our brand in the life of our show probably every fucking chapter me and kiko were like what is this you know what i mean and we complained a bunch we super super toned it but toned it down and dialed it back but this one was like so egregious that i like had to point out that, that difference i'm really glad you brought it up because yeah. honestly like the other scan like the other translation is really really poetic and i i yeah. appreciate that because nico robin is an eloquent intelligent well-educated young woman who is introspective by nature so right. like her having those kinds of lines yeah. makes perfect sense to me yeah absolutely um, they've been taking poetry out of like the official translations a couple times in this arc when fucking shutenmaru or uh or ashura doji was like on his way out about to be exploded he said some super profound you know poetic samurai shit you know what i mean in the fan scan and then in the in the official you know they just gave him fucking annoying new york dialogue yeah and they just, yeah they just they, well i mean like and i know that he speaks you know like with an with that kind of accent like normally or whatever but i mean like he's about to die like get the fucking poetry out you know what i mean like it's not too it doesn't take too much away from the character that we've understood up until this point if you give him something poetic to say right before he fucking dies he's a fucking samurai at the end of the day samurais are poetic inherently just like you know like let him get his let him get his words off you know what i'm saying but anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah but uh then we kind of move right into this this ending part of the chapter here yeah. where we get luffy on the beach like oh i need more meat and they're like you already ate us out of house and home bitch what are you talking <laughs> about what the fuck and uh this this moment with with luffy and momo here at the end yeah. was i thought i thought it was awesome because he's like 
all, he's telling him like not to cry. Obviously, he's like, "You're the leader. You can't fucking sit here and cry like a like a baby during right. the fight. Like, that's not a good look, G." Right. And uh, got people looking and up. And him now. even even doubling down on it and saying like, "You know what? You fly me back up there." Yeah. And I think what he means like, he's like, obviously Luffy's not gonna let him leave once they get up there. I think I think he's gonna have Momo be there. Not to participate in the fight, I don't think, but like, yeah, just to see and see it through, yeah. you know. I don't know if just he would want to have him up there though, because that's going to be a massive distraction. Like, mm -hmm. Kaido's going to be like, Oh, you brought him up here? Oh, okay, well, we're going to fight, and then I'm going to take the first chance that I can to go. Well, maybe not because, and then Yamato is the protector spirit so that yeah. she can defend him, yeah, and... from that, yeah. yeah. And, and now that I think about it, because um, Kaido was like pretty salty that, um. That, that Orochimaru used Momonosuke, you know, the way that, uh, that he did. Or that Orochi. What did I say? Orochimaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Orochi. Hey, I mean, Orochi. To He's, be fair, that guy also yeah. focused on small children, so. Hey, yeah, 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 there you go. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. He was like, because Kaido, that was like a major point in the flashback. He's like, the fuck did you just do, bro? I was fighting this motherfucker, like. Man to man, you know what I'm saying? Neck to neck, you know what I mean? Like, I, we were... We were dick to dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually blade to blade. Yeah, we were, we, were, we were crossing blades, man, honorably. And then you fucking snatched up his son and, like, gave me the opening that I needed to win. I don't think, he, I don't think he'd do that again. I think Momonosuke could be up there and Kaido won't really fuck with him. Nah, he'd probably be like, all right, look. His son, it was the, the old lady. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was Orochi's idea, yeah. though, wasn't it? It was Orochi put in the order, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, think, I think Kaido... Would let Momonosuke be up there. He'd be like, all right, look, pimp, I'm going to beat the shit out this motherfucker again in front of you. And then you can see, you know, what your place in the bigger picture is. You know what I'm saying? You you, you grab a seat. You know what I'm saying? You need some ramen. You know what I'm saying? You need some popcorn or something. Like, you, you chill. Me and Luffy going to duke it out. I'm going to sit on this man in front of you. I don't know. Part of me <laughs> thinks that Yamat, like, Orochi would be, or uh, Kaido would be like, hey, you're... You like my wayward child you are fighting for the spirit of this place for the leader of this place if i kill the leader then you don't have to fight me anymore and you can resume your place to defend this weapons factory Ooh. um so i could see that happening um also uh do you guys are you guys vaguely familiar with like the the story of momotaro not really it's an old japanese story not as much as i probably should be in this arc it, it, <laughs> or it's considering basically this, arc. this kid is born inside a peach found in it's a river peach boy and, yeah peach Momonosuke. Boy. and mm -hmm. uh he gets given some dumplings and his he runs into three creatures a monkey yeah. a, a bird like a sparrow or something maybe yeah. an eagle and uh eagle. a dog right <laughs> yeah and so he feeds those dumplings to those animals and those animals help him defeat the devil oh yeah yeah uh, this is this is that one tweet i was talking about earlier in the review yeah yeah, yeah. they were they were drawing yeah. it back to momotaro yeah in all the ways that you're saying right now and they were they were appointing characters in yeah. kaido, you know, one piece it, to that story yeah, yeah yeah kaido and yamato are the onis the red oni and the blue oni right yeah. so like kaido is because like even like the classic oni they always have those like iron studded tetsubo type things yeah right so Kaido is the evil Oni who's like, we should stop being friends with these people. They are, you know, we're going to take over them. And Yamato wants to be friends with the people and is the Oni, the devil, that wants to be protective of people because she still has the horns and everything. Or they, he, uh, I don't remember. It's a lot of chapters ago. I Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I found the tweet. Benji at C-H-I-J-I -I at Chiji underscore 
on Twitter says Luffy, Marco, Yamato, Momo, and Tama embody the tale of Momotaro, the boy with Kibidongo that acquired the help of a monkey, pheasant, and dog, went on to defeat the ogres of Onigashima, the island of demons. Zoro and Kaido embody the tiger versus dragon Buddhist symbolism of yin and yang. And then that's the yin and yang um, explosion ball that I was talking about earlier. And then um, the Logia Admirals are also inspired by this tale as well. Akainu is red dog. Hizaru, yellow monkey. Aokiji, blue pheasant. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. There's the whole tweet. Boom. I found it. I said it. Shout out to at Chiji underscore on Twitter. Yes. But yeah, no. Monkey D. Luffy? Great. Like, he feeds him a food. He, Momotaro feeds yeah. him food. Momonosuke feeds him food. Okay. And yeah. uh, that monkey helps defeat the thing. Yeah. And also has uh, the uh, dog that is Yamato. So who's the bird in that aspect? Is it going to be Marco? Because that'd be really cool. He's yeah. around. Yeah. He was doing He's stuff. He's around and he do he... be a bird though. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> between be those three, shit. that's going to be like Marco <laughs> Yamato, Monkey D. Luffy. They're going to be the ones that really finish off Kaido along with Momonosuke. And that's that's my, my prediction. It's Fire. My predictions rarely come right. to the way I think they're going to come. Right, right, right. A half-filled wish, like a monkey's paw, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of right, but I'm mostly wrong. <laughs> right. It's oh, good, shit. though. Yeah, man. Wow. Oh, wait, wait, Caribou's here. Okay, that's right. I forgot Caribou was here. What's this motherfucker going to do? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got some meat stores uh, inside of his body. Is he okay. able to do that? I mean, yeah, he, he is, is like he is like he very has like, like an he, infinite pocket dimension. In yeah, oh, yeah, he can, he's yeah. like he put Shirahoshi in. Yeah, there. he put Shirahoshi in that. Yeah, he's oh. like clone. and he wasn't even any bigger. Yeah, he's like clone. He literally has a pocket dagger. dimension. Yeah, he can shapeshift too. So, do you think he could become wings for like Momo? Mm. Well, Momo no. can just fly himself. He's a dragon. Oh, he can. Oh, yeah, yeah he's he got the steps on clouds. Yeah, little cloud climb, little doggy paddle. Caribou can do some shapeshifting shit though. Like maybe. I didn't think about that before. I think he can shapeshift, right? I'd have to double check. But if he can, we could see, you know, some like um oh. poetic justice in the form of like him taking the form of something that distracts Kaido for a second. Well, but I don't what think we want Kaido to be distracted. I think we want him to be Oh shit, or he could Oh shit, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know. Yeah. I guess I kind of took it as just like a little comedic relief, like he popped up like Yeah. Oh I, shit! What's going on? Like, yeah, I better he, get it together. I'm be... never gonna be able to leave. Man. Well, I mean, if Oda's gonna put him in here at such a, at a at this kind of point, it's because he's yeah. gonna be useful in some kind of way. Like, yeah, he's yeah. going to do something memorable or significant, you know, to some degree. Mm -hmm. Like, he's gonna be a player. So, I'm I'm kind of feeling the the food delivery system. Sure. Um, yeah, it's fine because Caribou is kind of the greedy, greedy little gut kind of rat. <laughs> that would just be like, oh, there's food. Yoink! Storing that for later. Stick it in his body whenever he gets the chance. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's yeah. Got, now he's got food, especially since they're only eating motherfucking dumplings in the prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he was in the prison. Any plate I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's totally, he's in the totally about that. Yeah. He's totally about that. Um, but I do like the idea of him being like Clayface and pretending to be Momonosuke. Yeah, dude. To like redirect a single attack from Kaido. Yeah, if Kaido if Kaido would attack Momonosuke in that kind of situation, that would be. I, I want to say that Kaido wouldn't though. After like thinking about like you know just the past and whatnot, you know what I mean. So, That's fair. But 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 if he but 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 it, I mean, there's nothing's guaranteed there. You know what I mean. So if Luffy does bring Momonosuke up to you know the the island, 
and there was a little bit of like a bait and switch there and then kind of mm -hmm. was like oh you brought this dude up here you're an idiot Rah! you know what i mean like or something like that yeah. could be it well, could be a cool little caribou fake out there potentially if he is a shapeshifter I, I still don't remember if he can actually shapeshift i i like that idea that he does because yeah. like kaido he believes in like the warrior's way like he believes right. this is how a warrior should be be honorable and stuff and so i like the idea that like in a moment of frustration kaido doesn't act honorably and that becomes the hinging point of his undoing right because i feel like that's been kind of a common theme especially in the wano arc those who maintain their honor those who stick to the way that they are feel that they are meant to live succeed yeah even if they suffer, they still succeed. And I think that, like, because, yeah. like, Black Maria, she's, you know, using lies and all these other things yeah. to, like, get, like, it's like, oh, Sanji betrayed you. He's throwing you under the Very bus. Very underhanded. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so, like, I feel like, yeah. the, and Orochi, right? Like, right. he was super underhanded and he got his comeuppance. So I feel mm -hmm. like that's just kind of a repetitive theme within the Wano arc yeah. of live honorably live well and you, you die if goals. you live well you die well if you yeah. live poorly no matter what death you have it is a dishonorable one yeah absolutely well said fire yeah great chapter this week man. yeah man i think yeah. that's uh, about all i had for it though yeah i think i'm good too mm -hmm. all right well that'll do it then Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to the channel for more fire content week to week. Also, hit that comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump. Chop it up. If we missed anything you felt like, mention it. We'll talk yeah. to you down there. Also, be sure to take a look in that description box down below, as we said before, where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities such as Discord, places to listen to the podcast wherever you would prefer, also ways to support the podcast through checking out our online shop or our patreon and uh with all those words said this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle i'm nox i'm mellow yenis